When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Starbucks pistachio latte will transport you to your happy place. The comforting flavor of pistachio, warm espresso and milk, all with a brown buttery topping. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. When it comes to rock and roll, nobody does it louder or bigger than Kiss. They took the idea that rock is about having a good time and turned that up to 11 with their bluesy music, soaring solos, and some of the most recognizable looks in rock and roll. In this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're taking a look at KISS, their rise to fame, the personality conflicts, the makeup, the live shows with the explosions, the fire breathing, and the blood spitting, and of course, the merchandise. Plus, we announced the winners of the vote for our greatest rock and roll Hall of Fame snubs and talked to our pal Bert Lepore from the Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes podcast. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest podcast in the land, The Prisoners of Rock and Roll. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 38. My name is Bruce Kramer, and I am so happy to be behind the mic tonight with my two very good friends and co-hosts, the one, the only, Doug McCusker. Yeah! And his brother, also the one and only, Ryan McCusker. Are you rocking? Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia, and we are thrilled to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Thrilled. Thrilled. Do not lean too close to the microphone. You are going to get your kiss face paint all over the microphones. Dude, I went with Eric Carr. He was the fox. The fox. You are foxy. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Eric Carr was the best drummer to kiss ever had. That, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Eric Sayer's pretty good, though. Let's just get right down to it. Yeah. Eric Carr was the best drummer <laughs> you don't like, ever you had. Think Eric, you don't think Eric Singer is... He's still he's still with us. Eric yeah. Carr's gone. Yeah. You know? But you know what's really funny about that? Do you remember when Eric Carr died? Yeah, I do. Do you remember who died the same day he did? Freddie. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Yes. How crazy was that? I, I yeah. remember being more upset about Eric Carr 
than Freddie Mercury's. I wasn't really familiar yeah. with, I mean, with we, Freddie Mercury we, we at that point. We were pissed fans. Yeah. We were like, holy shit, I can't yeah. believe Eric Carr died. Yeah, that was like devastating. It, it never came out that, that he had cancer. Or anything like that, you know. Yeah. I love it. You guys just jumped right into yeah. the deep end of the pool. I love it. That's like, you know, you guys do like hardcore research for this thing. And we were talking do, earlier. Right. You don't have to do and shit I, for this. I, you know, I did. Like, because this is a huge part of my life. Now, I said to you guys, we were starting, like, this was 20 years ago. I could just ran off the top of my head. But, like, you know, the, the Rolodex is a little bit bigger these days. And for the last month, I've just been living in Kissland. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, I've been having fun just listening to the music. I've got more of their vinyl. I'm having a great time. I said, hey, why don't we do a Kiss show? You know? And at first, Bruce was like, okay, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But then, you know, we start getting into the history of them and everything like that. And you was pretty intrigued, I think. Yeah. So I went and saw you guys play your band play it was awesome it was an awesome night at McCusker's we had a, a couple people that a couple people came up to me and were like oh I recognize your voice you're the guy on the show and I was like to my wife I was like do you hear this I have a fan um and it wasn't just a warden but I w- with this episode man I'm gonna fall on my sword right now we did the top six American rock and roll bands Doug they I remember here. yeah I was gonna I, this I was is my like, major question for you and I was like I don't like kiss and the joke was always like they suck, but they've sucked for 50 the years. years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I said that, and I was like, you know what, man? After doing the research and listening to all the music, I was completely wrong. I um, met, That was my first question I went and asked you. Now, your opinion changed. Like, okay, the music's the music, and there's nothing... Okay, you have, like, amazing rock and roll bands out there, like The Who and The Beatles and, like, The Ramones and The Clash, but then there's Kiss. Yeah. Like, they are a fun, balls-to-the-wall rock and roll show. Like the main yes. thing is yeah. the show. You have to go see them. But I love their their music. Like yeah. we'll get into it. But um like especially in the seventies, their music is pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, it's real heavy. And you know what? They influenced uh, a generation of guitar players, sure. drummers, singers, yeah. bass players. Yeah. You know, generations. Yeah. You know? So even to this day they're still have kids follow them, you know? Right. So you guys were at McCusker Saturday and you were setting up and you know, I got there kind of early and I flagged both of you down separately and I was like, dude, 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 good luck. And my opinion of Kiss has completely changed. I was wrong. <laughs> you know, like enjoy enjoy your show. I, I can't wait to see that. you guys. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. dude, my opinion has completely changed. I like I get it. Man, yeah. after and you know, like um You don't get more rock and roll than you Kiss. don't. Right. Because because you got the Politically aware, the the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young singing Ohio, sure. right? Like we're making a point, and then sometimes like rock and roll is just about having a fucking good time, but dude. Nobody believes in the idea of rock and roll more than Kiss. No, like, like the right. idea. Like Paul Stanley says it a thousand times in a sh- in a show. Do you believe in rock and roll? Do you love rock and roll? Who wants to rock and roll? And but what they is, keep what, it alive. But yeah. what is rock and roll? Partying, partying, and, and having right. a great time. But uh, but also and blowing rock, shit up. But rock and roll's also got a you know, it, it tries to be, it tries to make a point, right? Because you got all this politically aware. Yeah, like, and they're, I mean, they're nobody, not that at all. Nobody no. was edgier than Kiss in the 70s. Yeah. Like, there was people, like, burning sure. their albums and, right. you know, say, telling the kids, like, what are the kids? Knights in Satan's service? Yeah, like, right. Kiss. Like, they're like, um, I'm sorry, I'm not that creative. Yeah. But yeah. it's like free publicity. You know, Gene loved it. He's like, Awesome. They're talking about us on the news. Oh, we just sold, sure, a, right. we just sold a, another hundred tickets. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. And yeah, I, there's two sides of the coin, right? Rock and roll is either about making a point and social justice. And there's certainly that point. And music is full of all kinds of bands that we're trying to, you know. But, uh, you know, like Kiss just says, fuck it. Yeah. Just right. party. But right. you, know what, you know what is also great, you know, about who they influence? 
but they they never got the love from their peers that are around that time. Yeah. yeah. Because, dude, they were a traveling circus. They, all their fans were majority yes. children, especially with all the market, merchandising and everything. We'll talk about that later. But, like, how could you take – I always ask my – like, would I take them serious, serious in the 70s? Absolutely, because I love their music. And I would have been one of those little kids in the 70s wearing the makeup and going to shows and drinking the Kool-Aid. The one thing that I can't – and I've always, like, would Kiss be big in the 70s without the makeup? Like, without the gimmick, without everything, without all the thing, would just say they're a band? No. No, like, no they wouldn't. Would they make it as a because band? No. Because the New York doll, like, so they got in- a lot of inspiration from the, the New York dolls, right? Like, they said that, what? but but they took it to another, like, a higher level. And they, they were combined, better than the dolls. But they also combined with all the explosions and all, like, the yeah. completely yeah. over-the-top stuff. But the thing with the dolls, like, you know, they Kiss wasn't around. I think they were still Wicked Lester at that time. And Gene and Paul... We're kind of like in the scene at the same time. They're all in, they're all New Yorkers. So they went to go see them at, at CBGB's. And Gene said, he's like, these guys look like the rock and roll part. This, that, like, who's skinny like that? He's like 200 pounds at the time and whatever. He's like, but musically, we're going to kill them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. I mean? He was like, they look, they look fantastic. Yeah. Their, he's like, exactly. he's like, their waist are the size of my wrist. Yes. But Can, yeah, he was but, like, well, well, we're going to kick their ass. Yeah. Can we hear the demo of uh, She that Wicked Lesser made? Sure. Enchanted starlight Never going home I know she's going out Nowhere Everybody knows She's so good I mean, that's a famous Kiss song later on, but yeah. you know that that demo is totally seventies. I've you know. never heard that in my life, and I thought I've heard it all at one time. It's that on is, the Kiss box. Set. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, I haven't bought a Kiss it's a, it's thing on, in a it's long on time. Spotify is it? Yeah, but it's uh, like kind of like it's like kind of coming out of that flower power thing. But the, dude, the song's still there. The edge the is still edge there. Is there. The bass is still there. You know, which so is, even the guitar is still there. So wait, you said that's Wicked Lester. Who's Wicked yeah. Le- Let's back up a second. Who's Wicked Lester? It's Gene and Paul with two other guys. And right. It's not Ace or Peter. Or Peter, yeah. Right, so that was like the first band that they started, yeah. right? But yeah. it's like really, it's always been Gene and Paul. Like when they met, you know, it's like they like the Beatles were like the biggest thing that ever happened. Right. To them. And they were just like both outcasts. Like Gene is from Israel and Paul ha- is from here, but he ha- he's, you know, he has the ear thing like you know what i mean like it's a disformancy or something like that and they just you know like the broken toys and the lands of misfit toys just find each other and that's basically what happened and like oh i write songs you write songs so let's write songs together yeah so all right let's, let's i don't know about that. the fl- I, but go back to this song like the flute though yeah that, that's like really well, crazy you, know, you had to think of the times i know but it's like it's still i didn't hate it where I they recorded it. it though was electric ladyland i, I, I you know was, so I was gonna say there that. was like so many people around there like oh let's let's use this guy that's on the flute let's just use everybody we well, could possibly yeah. come the, get it's really interesting that you brought that up because i have never heard that song mm-hmm. but my notes i put in like Wicked Lester, they listened to popular songs and they copied it. If there was a flute in a hit, they sure. put a flute in the song, and there's that's, the song. Yeah. But that's all Gene, too. Like, he's like, okay, well, well this is whatever popular. Hot whatever's moment. hot, let's put it in there. Yeah. Whatever's hot the moment, we're going to go with it. Yeah. And that's what he they did. Kiss did. You but know? it was like, you know, when they were at Electric Lady, man, they were, 
you know, just around the whole time. Like, they didn't have a lot of money. So, and they're obviously like very um, devoted to making music and whatever. So they always just kind of hung around. So they would be invited or hired to sing backup for, um, for other albums. And besides getting paid, they're like, well, just give a studio time. Smart. Yeah, it'd be like one o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? They would like wait around like all day for hopefully somebody with some scraps over with some. Yeah, like, oh, there's an hour over here. Okay, well, let's set up real fast. So, wait, before we move on, I think, Doug, you mentioned Paul Stanley's deformity. I think it's important to the story, right? I think we were going to definitely touch on it. Yeah. We're just flying through this. Yeah, I love love it because we're we're not even going off the outline. We're just talking. It's uh, so. Gene Simmons, his parents were from Israel, yes. and he um, he has a very Hebrew name. I, I I don't remember what it was. It was like his his given name is very yeah very Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. And he became like kind of obsessed with American culture, but he's still an outcast. He's a you know stranger in a strange yeah. land. Well, he, you know, he didn't come over with his parents. He just came over with his mother. I think his yeah, father. His, yeah, his, yeah, father, yeah, yeah, his like, father stayed there. Yeah, yeah. His father wanted nothing to do with, with him. him. Yeah, he was kind of like a bastard child kind yeah. of thing. So he came over here, man, and he knew off the bat. That he was different because he didn't speak the language. He didn't know this and that, but he knew music. He knew he liked the Beatles. He knew he liked the feeling of rock and roll. He was just another like million people that watched the Beatles on Ed Sullivan yeah. and was touched. And it was the barrier of music that brought him to America. That's why I always say, like we said in one of the episodes, I guess it was like, whenever we talked about Kiss, I guess it was like American bands or whatever it was. Gene Simmons. Is the American dream absolutely? And like, I yeah, was, sure. Like he is the idea. Of the American dream, you come to this country with nothing, but then you wind up being this huge success. That's Gene. Gene yeah. is bigger. He's than, a visionary. Yeah, he. And, I love Gene. Yeah, I, I. You know, he. He's great at like keeping the fans happy. He's very kind to them too. Yes, like you know, it's not all about money. And you know, like of course, uh, where you know, where'd you get that at? Or like he wants you know, you're going to buy something, but he's also very. He knows who's spending his money. He's yeah. very kind to his fans. Like I said when we were. On other shows, when me and Doug were younger, we met Gene Simmons, and he was really nice to us. And he yeah, was like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Remember you guys he was me saying, story. he was like looking at us as the future fans. Yeah, so he paid attention to us more than the other people around. And it was like yeah. really cool because he like you know Gene Simmons shows up. This is like the hotness shade tour. So it was like ninety three, ninety two, ninety three. So he shows up down the spectrum. We're all hanging down the tunnel, and Anne was down there too. Matter of fact, when this was going on. So people were like jumping into the thing, and he's like, "Okay, everybody, calm down. I'm going to sign everything." And he just gives his bag to the, his handler, and just comes right walking right back up to the thing and signs everybody's autograph. We have it. Like, I know, still have it. I don't even know where mine's at. I would yeah. love to yeah. have that. I have still we have talked it. about a guy yet who's been like that with the fans? Like I'm trying to think back. Like, all the shows. There's no done. band like Kiss. There isn't. Like, there's no yeah. band like Kiss that has a connection to their fans. That's why it's maybe, called the Kiss Army, man. Maybe like. On a level, the Deadheads have their own yeah. thing, and Fish has their own thing. But this is a level of hard rock and roll, and they have a following. It's a huge following. It's right. army, and it's a cult. It's a major cult, right? You know. All right, so let 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 me finish the point on uh, Paul Stanley. So Paul Stanley was born without a, a right ear. Yeah, he had a, a disability that he was deaf in yeah, the one ear. Yeah, he's still and deaf. He, he was born without. In ear, yeah, um, and I don't even know what that looks like. He talked about it, and would be always he grew his hair out, off, yeah, to hide behind. Even as it. a small kid, you see pictures of him, and his hair is like real yeah. shaggy and stuff like and that. And I, you know, the um, the docu- the two part documentary history that was on A and E was was great, man. It was great. It was um, but him like he didn't he hadn't told 
Gene Simmons for a long time that he had the disability. No, he either. had no idea. Yeah, it's like yeah. They, he had to build up this confidence and this rapport before he confided in him. I thought it was really cool. So like yeah. the two of them are kind of like outcasts, right? Yeah. And rock and roll is filled like Bowie made everybody feel like if you're an outcast, you listen to it. And Kiss yeah. was the same way. Yeah, it was. He they spoke to all the suburban kids. You know, they they were give the kids. They something to believe in, and it was rock and roll. Yeah, like you going back to Bowie. Bowie had like you know everybody's an outcast, but dude, when you're a Kiss fan, you're a bigger kind of an sure. outcast. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, you know what I mean, yeah. Like it's a it's like apples and oranges in my opinion. You know, it's like you're a yeah, Bowie. Bowie's like real artsy. It, exactly. No, the words and, out of my mouth. Kiss yeah. was just straight up rock so, and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Balls to the wall. Yeah. Yeah, there's no pretension. There's no, no uh, there's there no art behind it. It's there is just none. like, yeah. right, we're just going to kick the door down yeah. and just blow shit up and play really loud. And paint your face. Yeah, right, and play paint your face. So, all right, let maybe we'll just finish that that loop. So they're in that band Wicked Lester. They're kind of like, they, they cut some songs. They recorded Electric Lady Studio, which is Hendrix's Which is amazing, thing. too. Like, yeah. you know I mean, they had to recognize, like, they okay, the these... Right- yeah, they were in the right place in the right time. Right? Yeah, I mean they 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 took advantage of living in New York City yeah. and was in, in like worked their way into these you know these scenes. You know, it was funny watching that A and E documentary and they go to Electric Lady and they just open the door, walk in. He's like, "Oh, that's never happened before." Like, right. they oh, walking, yeah, the, like door. the doors are all locked. Yeah. Like they were not letting them in, kind of thing. So they, they you know they made a couple of recordings and they play it back and they're like, uh, "This sucks." Yeah, they, and they said at some point they were like. Uh, they wanted to fire the other guys in the band, and the guy was like, "No, dude, we have a record contract. You can't." Yeah. Like, and they're like, "Okay, well, then we quit." They yeah. said they didn't have the drive that they had. Like, they they were like, "We want to take over the world," and the other guys were like, "Oh, we just want to be in this really good yeah. rock and roll band." Like, yeah. no, we're going above and beyond. We don't know what we're gonna do, but yeah. we're gonna do something big. So they, uh, so Paul and Gene saw an ad in Rolling Stone, which is like. Crazy. crazy, yeah, right. Yeah. Crazy. There's an ad in Rolling Stone, like a drummer. It became Peter Chris, and they put an ad in the Village Voice for a guitar player, and that's when they met Ace Freely. Um, which is crazy. They said, like, what was it like? Once a guitar player who has balls, yeah, but they wouldn't let him put, put balls in it, so like and, guts or something. And then, like, when you know, when they were on the phone with with Peter Chris originally, Gene Simmons asked him, "He's like, what would you do to make?" It? He's like, "Dude, I, I would do anything." He's like, "Would you wear a dress?" He's like, I'll do anything to, to, to yeah. make. I'm, I'm, like, so they were kind of had that kind of like that, they were maybe not so much Ace, but definitely Peter. Like Ace was just, I think he. He's well, an one of the things that player, in, in the in the uh, in the documentary that I thought and Gene had a thought in his head of what he wanted already. He asked um, Peter, "Are you skinny?" Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like the dolls thing. Going back to that, yeah, like, and certain image kind of thing. Yeah, and he like. They knew that they were going to do something that you had to look good, yeah, to do. Yeah, so they come up with the idea like the makeup. Uh, you know, well, they it's were like that- messing around. They were like kind of like in the glam thing. Yeah, like there's a picture of Gene Simmons all together, and he has like this red wig on, and like really kind of like he looks like a transvestite. Ex- exactly, like a six, a seven, six foot five transvestite. I think he called himself. Yeah, they kind of like fumbled around. Yeah, and they like were a like football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we're gonna find out. Like they decided, like they were gonna wear that kabuki makeup and kind of yeah. come up with their own thing, and it just kind of stuck. And then I sorry, so they got the four of them. Well, they started playing like a. They said their first show they had like ten people. Right? And it was like, like some motel or something like that. And the only people who were there were like 
like hookers and like yeah like but they rolled up to the show in like limousine like they they knew from the beginning if we're going we're going first class and this is the way it's going to be for now yeah on. they totally took on a persona like yeah. right even in the club days yeah you know but they had the, they had ballsy rock and roll man but that's what they needed at that time like you know they they had to force their way in that door like they, oh you got to be extreme yet we have something different that nobody was doing because i don't really think like you had glam and all that but you didn't have anything what they were doing no Let's hear a song, dude. Yeah. Let's hear Cold Gin. That's off their first album. And, yeah. um, you know, you look at the first album cover, and they totally stole the Beatles. Oh, That's the yeah. whole idea. I wrote yeah. that in my notes, yeah, too. Yeah, you know? Like, Ace had, like, he had, like, some kind of, like, crazy paint he couldn't get off his face. So he wanted to stand out, like, this, like, like I forget, like, some kind of, like, material, like, metal in it or something like that. Yeah, I thought it had some kind of long-term effect it that did, it it fucked did. up his yeah. skin. But, like, going back, listening to that song, like, Ace Free, I'm sorry, Ace Freely is an amazing guitar. He developed it into becoming an amazing guitar yeah, player. That he wrote that song. He did. But without Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, he oh, would yeah. never be able to write that song. No, he they, he needed direction. Yeah. Like he was a mess without He still needed direction. Like even when they got back together, he still yeah. needed direction. Yeah. But it's like, you know, originally he wanted to quote, he never like he didn't like Chin. So he the the, uh, the song was called like let's get vodka again or something like mm. that. But nothing rhymed with vodka. So then they could like, oh, it's cold, cold gin, gin time again. But it has a crunchy sound. Yeah. You know, it was edgy. It wasn't like crunchy like Sabbath or like or down tuned like Sabbath or anything. It was it was like American style rock and like roll. Like blues. It's, it's funny that they were so obsessed with the Beatles because that's more like the stone sound yeah. than the Beatles, right? They're and more, it's a little bit more. It's like stones on steroids. I like, like the stones with the kinks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with the animals. Yeah. yeah. Blues with like a little like proto punk. Edge but it's like a hard garage rock. Yeah. rock. Like it's a hard rock. Like you had Zeppelin around or anything like that, but it wasn't as grungy or dirty. No. Or yeah, it's as not that. as fast. But it's like, dude, they're like that song. It's very early in their career. What are they talking about? Partying. Like you I, know think, I mean, I think that's with their whole thing. What are we going to target? We're going to target kids. We're going to target teenagers. We're going to target young adults. Yeah. And what do they do? They want to party. They want to rock and roll. Yeah. Right. You know. And we're going to scare the shit out of old people. All the parents. We're going yeah, to scare, scare the, the shit, shit out, out of everybody. Well, I thought it was interesting, too. Like, So when they start the band and they were like, we need a, a, a manager. And they said like they got like Billboard magazine, like some directory. And they just started going down the list and like calling every mm. single person. Like, you know, every number. Like, hey, we, like, uh, we'll send you a demo. Two backstage passes to any one of our shows, mm. uh, some shit like that. And they got down to Bill of Coin, so they yeah. didn't get that far. Yeah, yeah. They had the AU. And uh, that guy was like, uh, so Bill of Coin produced the TV show Supermarket Sweeps. Right. You ever watch that game no. show where like, no. yeah, they get, it's still on today. They give people like two minutes to run through a yeah. supermarket and how much, uh, what's the most expensive shit you can throw in your cart yeah, yeah. in two minutes. Right on. 
Which I thought was absurd. But he Not produced a, the, he pro, he invented that show. He produced it. Okay, like you know, it's fifty I've, years ago. No, I've seen it. Like yeah. you know, I didn't know that shows were on that long. Yeah. But I know it's it was as, around the eighties. Not as crazy as uh, uh, Colonel Decker. Yeah, 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 speaking. yeah, yeah. That's just bizarre. Yeah, I got more on him in the Cur- in the who Colonel Decker. Yeah, I got nice. more about him, him later. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. But anyway, but um, so this guy was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll be your manager." And the band was kind of like, all right, we don't know. He's like, well, give me two weeks. If I can't get you in a record label and a record deal in two weeks, I'll, you can fire me. Because he saw something. Right. He yeah. saw something. That, like, everybody's idea in this project is to make money. This right. is the name of the game. And to make, like, Paul, I, I, only, I believe that Paul Stanley at that time is the only guy who has the visionary for the pure art of music. Rock and roll. I yeah. think this dude saw it. He went above and beyond for the band. Yeah. He, like, outmaxed his credit card yeah. to keep the tour going. You know, they really thank him a lot for start, for keeping the band alive in the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. it was a rough ride for this band, like, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. You know. So he got him a deal. He got him a deal yeah. with a Casa- small label, Casablanca, Casablanca. Records. Yeah. And then the first couple albums don't really do anything mm. but the band's like they're touring and they said at some point they were like they were still an opening act but they noticed they'd go out in the crowd and they would see people wearing the makeup yes, yeah. like as an opening act yeah. and they, they said they kept getting thrown off of tours because they, they, they blow them off the stage they blow them off the stage and they asked them like could you not be that as good, good? Yeah. and yeah. they're like get the fuck out yeah, of here no we're gonna take over the world that whole yeah. idea but um, they, like like the, the famous story like they were, one year they're over Blue Easter Cult and then they thought that same year this uh, the same day, a year later, Blue Rooster Courts opened up for them. You know, they had, you know, a great idea, you know, after the first two albums. They were like, how are we going to capture our show to an album? What are we going to do? How, what are we going to do? You know, and, the, and they, the best thing that they came, came up with was doing a live album. Yeah. yeah. So the first couple albums didn't, the first three didn't really do anything. And Casablanca Records was getting close to going bankrupt. He said at some point that guy Bill Coin was like just charging everything on his credit card to keep him on the road. And there at some point, like, so the record label needed Kiss to have a hit. Kiss needed the record label to be successful. So they were like, because the record label couldn't even afford to send him in the studio anymore. Right. Yeah. And then they were like, dude, we got it. Like, the disconnect has been that our first albums haven't captured the live sound. Exactly. Go and there, make a, a different record. and it's a different feel. Like, yeah, I mean, live sh- like any any band has a different feel when they're live, especially this band. Can yeah. we hear something off alive? Yeah, of course, man. Let's hear. They, this song was big, but it didn't get big until it came off alive. Rock it's and, the rock and roll all night. Yeah, dude, the version on that. I mean, imagine being 13 years old, man. It's great. And, and it just fucking nails it. Before we get too much, like, talk about this album, I just wanted to bring this up because I was watching it today on YouTube. Do you know there's a, a YouTube thing? There's multiple channels of, like, an hour and a half of Paul Stanley, like, stage banner. It's like, do you like tequila? Do you want to rock and roll? Dude, like, two yeah, hours. Of, dude, awesome. Let me see your hands. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, a buddy down at the bar talking about this, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know? That is funny. No, that's He's awesome. like, we're not talking about... Tequila. Yeah, we're not talking about vodka. We're talking about uh, gold gin. That's awesome. Yeah, I, like, but that live album yeah. send them to like stratosphere. Yeah, you mean like 
the kids just saw that album cover, and it was them. I love, and, dude. I, and like, it was just them in their glory of yeah. live darkness. It, it says everything that cover. But it, the, it does. And, like, you know, like that album wasn't our entry point into Kiss. Like, I mean, we were, like, by the time we got to that album, like, Kiss, we were, like, in that 80s hairband thing and whatever. So that's where we discovered Kiss. But, but when just, that when that came just out, talking about this historically, yeah, you know, um, what it did for for oh, Kiss, it, it it totally oh, it changed t- everything. It for changed them. everything. They went from opening acts, yeah. to becoming the the act. Well, it was, know, but they all they all sold the Eagles. Uh, was the Eagles like they were the first album to go platinum or the second album? I, I, I think, think it's the, the Eagle, second. The yeah. Eagles went platinum. Their I guess their greatest hits album. Yeah, I think that went so. platinum. But this went platinum like in like a month. Or something like yeah. there were six weeks, something ridiculous. I read yeah. that. I didn't put it in my notes. I thought it was really interesting too how they made this album. It was like they how they made it bigger, right? Because that's they, what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So like they captured it, and they were like, anytime there was like a, a, a firework going off, they replaced yeah. it with the sound of a literal cannon, and it, they it, pumped like, in like yeah. bigger guitar, or they put um. They said there's like a uh, like a crowd tape. Yeah, yeah but, the crowd. They made it even larger. They redid the guitars and made it louder. Well, yeah, like, like you know, you do a live album, especially those dudes. They jump around a lot. You're gonna they miss words. You don't get make mistakes, everything. Yeah. They but what their vision was to do this live album. Yeah. So they went in and they touched it up a yeah. little bit. No, but that's, uh, but I love know? the way they. I love how they admit it though. Like of course we did that. But like you know? the, they put the crowd in there. Yeah, they're trying to capture their live show. Yeah, right. a huge crowd. Build up in the background. You wanted the best, and that's Kiss, right? It's a yeah. little, yeah. it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of bullshit, right? It's, it's, a yeah, it's the circus, circus. man. I, right. It's the circus. Right. Like they're selling, and they're geniuses for doing it. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. And they did it later on in their future. Like, like I found out, like in the nineties, they put out a live album with the thing. They recorded in a, an airplane hangar, and right. they, with but, no crowd there, and then they pumped in the crowd. It sounds amazing. No, but it's just like they put a product out. Yes, and. From day one, when Alive came out, it was brilliant. They, yes. they, it, they went from being nothing to everything, and everybody wanted to go see them live. And that's a great point, man. Like, right, they built a product. They were like, they're the one of the most brilliantly, I, I'm a marketing guy in yeah. my real job. Like, they're one of the most brilliant and marketing bands of all time. Because they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're making an album, but we're also building a brand and a product. Yeah. But you know what song shines on this album more than any other, in my opinion? Black Diamond. Yeah. Do we, we have that on our, our playlist? Play that. Uh, do we have it and on it's, it's not on the playlist, but it should be. All and right, it's well. Peter Chris singing. It's not Gene Simmons. It's Peter Chris singing. Yeah. Once I had a baby. No, no, no. That's nothing to lose. Uh, this is Black Diamond. Yeah, um, Doug brought something up um, that I totally forgot about. Um, Doug, Peter Chris studied under Gene Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Gene Cooper. Or, oh, really? Yeah, Gene Krupa. Let's start that over. Krupa. Yeah, I mean, where does um, this kid 
get this rock and roll feel from from this swing background. Because that that's his background. Like you know what I mean? Like he's a jazz drummer or whatever. And, and you could hear it in his yeah. drumming. Yeah. I don't know. But it's just all, um, all kiss songs swing. Yeah. But like just with that song, like that song's great. It doesn't get the love. Like it's not a very popular song. No, but, but the it, Kiss fans. The it Kiss fan love. It was like one of their first hits. Yeah. But it's um you know, P- Peter he said like if this band this is his last shot. He entered the interview for this band. He's like I'm all in because this is my last shot. I'm like I have to start living a life outside this rock and roll dream. Yeah, you know, um this album was a huge success, so Casablanca took off a little bit more because of it, and they they gave him a bigger rock record contract. Yeah, but you know? but they were already like they had a couple other acts. Like later on down the time, that's when this was like the the money maker. Finally, they're making money yes, off of something, yeah. off this, a product, this and this though. is it. Yeah, but you know the I mean? next album is where the record company put money into exactly, it. and it was well, Destroyer. Yeah. The, the song Rock and Roll All Night too was like was a huge hit. And that's probably the song, like, right, if you listen to one kiss song, yeah. that's probably the one but you know. But it didn't do well when it came out. Like if you listen to the, the, studio, the studio version. It's dude, it's rock and roll part night, but it's not like the, the, live, yeah. the live version. The live version, version what we played earlier. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that's very well known. You but hear on the radio and if shit. You need, if dude like if you're listening to this out there and you're not really a KISS fan, if you need an entry point, go out, go to like Spotify and listen to a live. And you'll be sold. Yeah, it's it's what it says. It's alive, man. Yeah, it, it really is. They they really capture what their show was all about in the seventies. It still is. Like you know, yeah. it's, it's like toward the end of their career, you know. And that song really defines their career, right? I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. That's like, the band. That's they were going to party. That's what they exist. And it also like that fits on a postcard. You can. It's like. It's a slogan. Right. You yeah. may not like it's like where's make, the beef? Make yeah. it right. Make America great again. Where's the beef? Like, you know, it's like it's something yeah, it's memorable. And they said they needed a party song. And Paul's sitting there and he's like, I wanna rock and roll all night and party every day. He's like, There That's you a go. Song. That's done. A song. And right. he's like, repeat it hundred and fifty times. He's like, and we're just gonna repeat it. Right. Yeah. That's great song. Because they're focusing on their live show. Like the albums are the albums, like you know, but they're more concentrated getting back out in the road. Paul Stanley, all he wanted to do was be out on the road yeah. and play. Because, like, again, he comes from that background of being like a uh, an outcast or just that. The only time that's why he picked the the, uh, the Star Child because it was like alter ego. I want to be this rock star, and the only time he felt hmm. normal is when he was on stage. That's why he pushed the band so much. Yeah, they're definitely like um, I don't know. I, I don't want to, uh, the Springsteen, right? Is yeah. like he built his career on the back of his live shows. Yeah, Kiss built his built their career on the back of their live shows. Yeah, the. Uh, if Kiss, if anything, they took themselves a little bit too seriously. Like, um, I think they got the, lost in the in the power in the power well, in the in the in the characters, especially Gene. Especially yeah, at some point like, they I mean, do, yeah. especially yeah. Gene. Like he was yeah. always the um, the demon. Like always when he had that makeup on, and he even said like, "I would turn to another person." Like I'm backstage watching cartoons. Up, oh, okay, it's time to suit up. And then you'd like see, I would start changing. Like my chest would get bigger. I stand up, I start getting a little bit more creepier. And I'm this he, guy. He persona. That yeah. persona of the demon. Yeah. It was bigger than life. I mean, how can you not um, have like a split personality of but that? It, like, who am I really? Am I this demon guy? Is that my true self? Or am I this just this guy, Gene? That writes songs, but you know it's really funny. There's a like a Mike Douglas interview with him when he's really young, like when kind of kids because it was kind of like kind of like a freaky thing. Oh, this is interesting. Let's have this guy on the show. Right. It's like Marilyn Manson shit, you know. So he's sitting on the couch and he's like real young, and you can tell. And the, some actress is on there. She's like, 
a really old Jewish lady. She's like, ah, I bet underneath. Oh, yeah, you I told bet under, before. I bet underneath all that stuff, you're just a nice Jewish boy from the Bronx or Brooklyn, wherever yeah. he's from. He's like, oh, you'll never know, you know. But, right, because at some point, right, it became. Um, like they were so behind that makeup, there was a twenty five thousand dollar reward yeah. just to get a picture. Oh, of wow. yeah. and you can see like um, there's YouTube clips of them like walking put, out of like a a plane or something with like a paper over their, their face, face, so yeah. you can't or, get a yeah. photo. They really went above and beyond to keep their um, their faces covered, which just adds to just adds to right, but it adds to like the, to the idea of the idea of kiss. Like you know what I mean, like the mystery the, exactly. Because also when they take their mask off and you see Peter Chris and he's like he looks like. An IT guy in my company, yeah. like this, this dork is the yeah. But um, yeah, man, like like Gene Simmons too, man. Like the the difference between him and the character he plays, you know, he he has such a dry. So I watched that documentary, right? And, it's, and he's not it's in great, makeup. Way, he's yeah. talking. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, he's a, yeah, it's great. and he's talking, and he has such that dry, witty, like. I'm smarter than you kind of personality, but it's way different. If you see him on stage and he's like, you know, the, like he's larger than light. Like if you ask somebody, how tall is Gene Simmons? Somebody would tell you he's seven, seven, foot he's seven, yeah. seven feet but tall. Fires, yeah. right, fireballs right. out of yeah. his arse. Right, right. right. Yeah. You have no yeah. idea because he's just, just enormous yeah. character. You have to go see it. But it's like, you know, we like not to jump ahead at all, but when they took off the makeup, you know, Gene was always the demon. But as soon as he took that makeup off, it was Gene Sims that we know today. And he, you know, we were talking, he's a little dry, but he's a funny, smart guy. Oh, yeah. You know I, I, mean? I, I don't mean dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, but he's very, very funny. He's he's smart. Well, funny. how can you not? Look look at the gimmicks that they did. Yeah. Like, it's like, I can't believe you bought land. this. I can't believe you, but you bought all this stuff. But everything he does when he talks, he's he's very calculated yeah. and, and very slow moving. And he, you wouldn't expect the, the guy wagging his tongue and spitting the blood. Like, yeah. it's not the same person. No, like, he's, yeah. he's a smart dude, man. Right. If you saw somebody who didn't know anything, you said, here, watch these two video clips. You're like, that's not the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's interesting, man. Because we talked about um, a couple of like in the Shock Rock episode about characters or people that became a, like Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. like couldn't tell the difference where the two was, and it's just uh, it's really interesting, man. Now the the next thing they did with was Destroyer. How many uh, Professor? Yes, sir. How many albums did Kiss sell? How many copies did Destroyer sell? Yeah, in this. If you could find, like, in the 70s when it came out. I think they just might give you the whole ballpark number. Yeah, it, uh, it sold, it was gold. It went gold. It sold 200, 850,000 copies. So it sold better than any of the ones they did. But back yeah. then, dude, like, there was no, like, okay, Alive went platinum. Like, that I was mean, a huge, that was a, dude, no, but right. the Eagles, we would talk about that. The Eagles were the only ones else to do that. But the only thing, the highest thing you could do is gold back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it went triple gold. You're like, you know? Can we hear one of the rocking songs off of it? Yeah, dude, what you got? Detroit Rock City. That's like, my favorite kiss song. I was gonna say that song is like way better rock and roll party night day. Like any oh, yeah. any any day. Oh yeah. But I think they wrote that song because when they first headlined the show 
at like a major stadium, they were playing in Detroit. I was going to ask you guys, what is the symbolism that's, in Detroit for them? I believe they, that's what it was. Because the reunion tour, that was the first show the, that the they booked. Stadium. The entire stadium. Yeah. I so think it, maybe they just have a huge following yeah. in Detroit. But I, I, I do, because watching that documentary, we all watch it this week. I think they said our first tour, like our first headlining tour, the first show was in Detroit. Mm. So... We're, as we're talking about the story, it's probably important to talk about, too, that they started working with the uh, producer, Bob Ezrin. Mm. And, uh, who He's was, a character. He yeah. was Alice yeah. Cooper's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they said he um, he was a guy. He was like, dude, the sound needs to be bigger. He's every a, he was every studio, there. he was like... Um, he was all coked out all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. said like if they were recording guitars, he would record piano and layer it in with the guitar so it made it sound bigger. It sounds yeah. like that on Shout Out Loud. Yeah. yeah. You hear the yeah, yeah, yeah. you hear the deep voice, the deep keys yeah. with the with yeah. guitar. But he also wore a whistle around his neck. And he blew it, it at be these in guys. The studio yeah. and be blowing at him. He probably was... needed that for Ace. Well that's what you know, we you know going back to that like Ace didn't have a good time recording that album because he had to go back kind of go back to rock and roll school. You know? Because like okay, going back into Ace really is an amazing guitar player. He wasn't he got groomed to be as he was in kiss kept on moving up and up and up he was great but he kept on getting progressively getting better better. and this producer pushed him pushed him pushed him pushed him and he did they made one of the biggest rock and roll albums of all time i mean uh destroyer is a fucking monster i haven't haven't listened to that album for a long time did he did how many kiss albums did he produce i'm not sure i think it was it was a couple i think he started working with them more and more more yeah. Yeah. yeah I think this is the stretch of albums that he did, he did like yeah. up with Elder. I and think he he went up to Elder and they're like, all right, Ooh. that's enough yeah. of this yeah. shit. Well, he did Love Gun and all that. We'll, well, we'll, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Love Gun's before all that. Yeah. I didn't get too far into like the nerd shit around like- Go for know, it. Who, no, I didn't. I didn't mm. on purpose on my, my research. I was kind of like, mm. that's not who the band is. So I wasn't going to deconstruct everything. And, you know, shit, we've been talking for an hour and we're up to 1977. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like- And it's just starting for this band. Right, Like, right. I mean, it's just like the rocket ship is about to start lifting right. off, you know? So, all right. So I'm going to I'm gonna move up to 78. So they were, again- them being the most brilliantly marketed band of all time, so they're, they're they they hit- took Beatlemania and they put it on steroids, right? Like if they could get their face on it, they did it, you know, right? And then they roll in the '78, and they decide they're all going to put out a solo album at the same time. Well, you know, they didn't they didn't really want to put solo albums. Ace was going to lead the band. He's like, I'm going to go sell like ten thousand records by myself and this and that. And there was like he's walking out the door, and, and Gene's like, you don't have to leave the band. And of course, like Gene's like, ching ching, you to know, pursue we're going to put career. out, we're all going to do our own, own solo, solo album. And they all, dude, and, and they all suck. And they all except, suck. For, except for Aces. Aces, Aces, Aces is, is the best one. Do you have a uh, New York Groove? Do you have New York Groove on there? I, I totally forgot about New York Groove. That's, right, that's let's, 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 Even though it's a cover, it's his song. It's totally his song. Well, it was, which is interesting, too. So the, they all four of them put the albums out. Three of them, they mostly suck, right? Yeah, they. they Gene and Simmons is is the worst one out of all. Maybe Peter Chris is a little more worse than his, but the record label spends two and a half million dollars marketing them because they all, they all yeah. counted as Kiss albums. They do, like under the contract, yes. they, each one counted as half of a. Kiss It's not album. like they all come together. You right. gotta buy them all separately. So the so the record label buys five million copies and ships them all out to record stores, and mm. they're like, they all went platinum. We paid for them. They yeah, all yeah, went, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. none of them sold. Crazy not to. They you're, wear like the cutout band or like a Woolworth, or like the, yeah. the shit but, with the notch in the corner. Great. Yeah, but they dude, were they true. were like in the dollar bin. Like, yeah, I right. remember them being a dollar bin. As a kid, but they went platinum because yeah, because, because they bought they, they bought already them bought wholesale, them. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, again, yeah. brilliant marketing, and not to get too crazy, but they do that with movies today. 
Yeah. Sure. They right, do that yeah. with movies today. Yeah. Part of the business. The, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. But anyway, right. can, can we hear a little yeah. bit of a st- uh, Back in New York groove? Yeah, man. Here you go. That's, that's just the best what, track out of all those four yeah, albums. Yeah, dude. Like, that, catchy. that song catchy is hook. Like, like, besides being a Kiss song, that is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, it's a great song. Like, you know, we didn't really talk about Ace so much not yet, but could, can we hear one more song by Ace? It's called Shock Me. Yeah. And this song basically is written because Ace got shocked on stage one day, and then he, got, then he wrote this song. Or I think Paul might have wrote it. But that's influenced so many guitar players. Dude. You know, we didn't really talk about too much. Like, you know, like, like Dimebag. Yeah. You know, like Scott Ian, like Kiss, like, you know. Yeah. All these guitar players. Like Skid Row. Gener- like huge, every- a huge generation of guitar players were influenced by Ace Frilly. And Ace just, like, you know, he's not a musically trained guy. But what he does, what he did for Kiss was perfect. But it's all out of feeling. Like, there's these thing called, Dimebag said at one time, he has a name for it. And it's like, like kind of like. Little aces, he calls them. Like, only Ace Freely does these little finger movements mm. or like kind of like weird chords. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. He definitely his personality being like all tripped out goes into his guitar player, and I think his character um, stretches out his his space feeling of his guitar playing. Yeah, like the loops and everything that he would do, and the the guitar getting on fire and it would fly through the air. You know, like as yeah, as the show as the show went on, the circus got bigger. Like every Broadway show, the longer it goes on, the bigger it gets. You know, but you know, Ace, like he is an amazing guitar player. Like he's considered like one of the best by a lot of people. I think he's one of the luckiest guys in the world to be in this band. Well, you know, you know what I mean? they he they let him know that he was lucky when they start put, yeah. when they stopped putting him on albums. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. but like touch on before we talk about touch on. You know who tried out for Kiss and they didn't get the job? Was it JJ, uh, the guitar player from? Um, Twisted Sister. JJ Fresh. Yeah, he tried out for Kiss and didn't get the job. Well. But on that note, but um, yeah, they start stopped letting Ace play on tracks because he was so drunk and he was so like out of it. They didn't and, trust yeah. him. Yeah. They didn't trust him. Well, it's interesting. Like, you know, out, out of the three of us, I'm not the musician, but you can hear like the the sparsity in between notes, yeah. right? So it like, ties into the Spaceman thing. Oh, right? Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's, there's a little gap. Like you'll play a note but that's and it goes sound. for a little bit. Right. That's a sound. Like that's it's, space it, sound. Right. It's not like. Eddie Van Halen, every second is is yeah, something going on, right? Yeah, right. It's like real laid back, you know. Yeah, but you know, I, I I don't know how true this is, and I hope the comic book guy, if I'm wrong, corrects me. I think Bruce Colick, his brother, his brother played parts, and Bruce Colick is the guitar player who came out like with the about the make yeah. after Vinnie Vincent and after Mark Saint John. His brother played 
all the um, guitars, the guitar parts on a few Kiss tracks. Hmm. And yeah. um, even Peter Chris was being replaced at the time. Yeah. Like, he was not showing up for recording things. You know? And his he attitude, yeah. His, he was, they were both unreliable, so they would get these other dudes to play on the album and say it's Peter Chris, yeah. or say it's Ace yeah. Freely, to keep the pro- to keep the product rolling. Dude, they were probably so out of it, like, oh, did I play that? Man, I'm playing that really, like, man, I played that really good. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you played it. Yeah, yeah. so... so well, there was that part where he said, wow, I never sound so good. Yeah. And it wasn't him. Yeah, so maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, we'll get down to their the first round of self destruction. But yeah, good, but, these solo, but these solo albums are the beginning, the gateway to the 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 original members not being in Kiss anymore. Yeah, so they I guess the next thing they do is they, they decide they're gonna they want to make a movie. Why it's, not? You're crazy gonna not be a to cross between Star Wars and Hard Days. Night. Yeah, holy and, shit! It was like the B film of all B films. It's yeah. the best B film of all time, in my Gene, opinion. Gene's, I have a copy of it. I watch it every once in a while after party uh, on like in rock and roll. <laughs> Gene, <laughs> I swear to God, Gene Simmons says it's a classic movie if you're on drugs. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, when I watch, if you're it. all wasted and everything like that. Yeah, I I have. Like the yeah, uh, I could say it word for word. Like I watched it so many times. Yeah, you know, like it is so so bad. The rumor was that like if you worked for the band, you weren't allowed to. Me- you couldn't mention it to them, or you'd be fired. It's really bad. But it's just up until that A and E documentary, they started having a sense of humor about it. And that's just what in the last year. It's well, so, if right. they were smart, they they reissue it. And people like, would you know they should like that. They drive- buy anything because fans will buy anything. That drive-in movie theater we go up at the Poconos uh, was it called the Mahoney Drive-in? They should play. Yeah, they that would be perfect yeah, for that. Yeah. And they have so, some cover band play at the same time. Dude, and that, I would go in a heart sack. The Mahoney Drive-in people, if you'll ever hear this, you have to play Kiss Meets the Phantom. It, and it's it's on YouTube. I mean, Kiss Meets a Phantom in the Park. It's it's really bad. I watched so maybe bad, twenty minutes of it when I was at work this week, and the dialogue is really bad. I mean, going back to Ace Freely, Ace wouldn't show up for the yeah for, parts of it. Like, yeah, he right. disappeared. So, so like, there's a scene in it where they're fighting, yes. and it's Ace, but it's not Ace. It's a black guy dressed up as Ace. Yeah, yeah and it's totally noticeable. He, yeah. It just oh, it's bad. And they couldn't get these guys to come over and do like overdubs. So, with Peter Chris, they got a voice actor that you heard in a million 80s cartoons like G.I. Joe and everything like that. Like, it's hilarious. Did, dude, that movie was just so out you of control, need, so need, over the need, top. You only need like 25 minutes. It's hysterical, it though. Is. When they're I sitting love by it, the pool though. and everything like that. Sit- but why? Why do they have yeah. those black robes on and they're, and they're sunbathing? I love it. It's great. They're like, Star Child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But no, it's so bad, it's good. But it also sets the stage. All right, so they're, they're trying to... We're going to show it at the bar one day. We're going to have, like, Kiss totally. Meets the Phantom. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. It's sponsored by the Prisons of Rock and Roll. Kiss Meets the Phantom. Oh, my God. And the warden can dress up as Gene. I'd pay for to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, so the band starts, you know, they do that, and then they sh- the wheels start to fall off right yeah, so they're they, like out of control huge well, yeah. they're out of control huge but what's happening is that not ace and peter aren't being quiet anymore gene and paul are always in control they make all the business decisions this that blah, blah, and they're watching their product like kind of like on as we're gonna listen to on live tv just start deflating peter says something too that like the merchandising picks up and he's like we're losing our edge we're becoming like a marketing machine and it really comes to a head, man. On Halloween in 1979, they go on a TV show called The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. And you have to watch it, man. We'll, we'll share it on our social media. But Gene and Paul are on one couch and Ace and Peter on another. And Ace is fucking 
He's waste, waste it. He's hammered. He's hammered like, like the warden. He's hammered like the warden at the show that you guys put Man, on the he bar. He was fucking wasted. He was. I was like, and Ace just starts making these like he's cackling over it, and you can yeah. see Paul and Gene like getting angry. Oh, they were getting like so, so pissed. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's a, they're watching everything they work for go down, down the, the drain. Yeah. Yes. Here, I'll play I'll play a little bit of it, like uh just something Ace is saying something stupid and laughing hysterically over it. Tell me about your outfits. I mean, do you, did you design your own outfits, all of you? And yeah. and w- tell me what each outfit means. And I'll start with you, Ace. Well, that means a cucumber. I think this outfit is self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, this is part of a, a, a kind of a V-shape. This is my utility belt, and we don't want to go any below than my uh, waist area because that's reserved for concert. Players, yeah. I, I understand good. that. But, and then at, and after and it's all over, they say, this, this is what I we came for. <laughs> and that's what I, I always feel short <laughs> I stole this from Flash Gordon, and, uh, you know, I have my... Yeah, dude, he, but, uh, like, there's a million examples where he just <laughs> is laughing at his own shit and just... Oh, he's, 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 he's out like, of control. He's, yeah. like, he's so, like, drunk or on drugs or anything like that. But then you see Peter Chris on the couch laughing along because it's so out of control. He's and being Peter a, and being and, a toady. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. egging Ace on. He's because like, he's watching uh, Gene and Paul squirm. Yeah. and if you see Gene's in his face, he's like motherfucker. Like you know, he's yeah. At one point, like Gene just kind of like he looks and shakes his head and he goes like, "Hi, mom." Like yeah, yeah. Like you tell he's he's pissed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would be too. Everything you're working for, you're on daytime TV, and, and probably, Ace is fucking wasted. And he's, like and, he's, and he's probably praying like, "Oh, we're gonna go on TV." He's been a mess for like two years now. I know. I just what is he gonna say? Like it, he knew it was gonna happen. But it's just like, how am I going to get out of this? How am yep. I going to make this work? Those guys, they had maybe a vision, they thought right? they were so bizarre anyway. Whatever comes out of their mouths going to be like controversial would have been. But to it, them. like, yeah. But for Gene and Paul to be so serious about it is kind of jokingly funny. It man. is because it is their like, product. They, they got, but they got makeup on. Like they, they, they sing songs about Doctor Love and yeah. like that, and they're taking. How can they? At least Ace isn't taking himself so seriously. But the the idea, you know, is like we're in a rock and roll band. Why are you guys showing up to meetings about like how these songs should go in suits? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like Lars Ulrich said one time. He's like, "What's with all these rules?" I'm in a right. rock and roll band, not to have any rules, and well, that's their know, that's Paul their and, thing. You know? Paul and Gene at this point totally took total control. Yeah, it's this. a business. It's a business at this point. And this is where the point where Peter Chris finally had enough. Yeah. And this is the point where the music is secondary and it's all about the image. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So Peter Chris is also like his drumming was getting worse and they said a couple points like he was being kind of intentional during shows like he oh, would he slow would fuck down. Shit dude, up. he's a nasty motherfucker. Yeah. Like you know what I mean like uh, he, yeah, he's a nasty fucking person. Yeah. I love dude like you know but I would be too. Like they're, of course, even back oh, then, they're making more has money. A huge head. He's like, no, he's like, you go. drum solo. I sang Beth. Night. I sang Beth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which which won a Grammy? You know, yeah. is, I think yeah. it's their only Grammy. You know. Yeah, I don't like that song. Nobody does. Even my opinion changes on them. I don't like that song. No, yeah, nobody likes that. But they song. like Hard Luck Woman's a better song. Yes, that's a great song. That, yes, that um. That uh, Peter sings and Garth Brooks covered it. And yeah, it's, it was great. It's fantastic. When that kiss my ass, uh, which I can never find a copy of. You probably find on eBay. Yeah. Baby, so, yeah. Oh, I have so, nothing to play in one, though. I don't we'll, have a CD we'll player. Yeah. Put that, we'll get Billy to put it on. Yeah. Burn that shit. So Peter, at some point, like it, it boils to a head, and he leaves a band, right? And then they hire Eric Carr. And I, I don't want to get too far into all the ins and outs, because we've been talking for an hour, but when Eric Carr comes, ba- when Eric Carr comes in, they're like, 
well, you got to have makeup. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like, so you got to come up with your own thing. And I guess that's kind of important in the story. So like, cause it's not the same makeup. You got to come up with new makeup. So he's like the fox. The well, first, did he first come he was, up with that or did Gene? No, uh, I'm sorry. Paul came up with that. Yeah. I think initially he was going to be like a hawk and they were like, you look like the, chicken and all kinds of other shit. Eric Singer. Before they put the makeup back on, he jokingly says, like, because Eric Singer has, like, this nose. He's like, like I already came out. I'll be the hawk. Because he has this big, pointy oh, okay. nose. And right. But, you know, Eric, Eric. Carr came in and gave them a different kind of sound. He's, he's Dude, he's Eric, such a better drummer. Eric Carr's drumming is so fucking big. Let's give an example for it. All right, what do Play you got? I Love It Loud. Now, do you yeah. think like that was like a big fuck you to Peter Chris? Like, look at this huge intro to this fucking song. But hey, if they did, maybe. But I'll tell you what, this is when people started jumping ship off the of kiss because people like the original. Peter's not in the band anymore. The comic book is breaking up. the um, The Marvel universe is splitting. Right. Yeah, and once, who's this fucking guy? You yeah, know? right. Who's this guy in different makeup? But at the right. same time, you know, Eric Carr. It's a great story, dude. He was a repairman for ovens. Yeah, right. Before but like he you got have, to, you have, yeah, you have to have some kind of job doing something, and that's what he was doing. His ninety five, not the nine to five, and then he got the call or he auditioned, yeah. and then he won the job. Yeah, and overnight, for the biggest band in the land, the yeah. biggest band in the world. That's a lot of pressure. I think, but he, he handled, handled it well. Fairly well. Yeah. The Fox thing it was just a gimmick, you know. Went on, but his drumming was way better than Peter Chris. I know comic book guy is going to shoot me in the head for saying that, but it's fact. Eric Carr was a monster. Yes, all his drumming was was rock star style like yeah. it was like more of a john bonham style than a, a gene koopa style and the thing is though he wanted to be there he loved the band he was a fan he loved being in this band and he would have done whatever you know it's not good to do what anybody tells you to do you know you put makeup like fox makeup on but it was going to work but at the same time the fans weren't buying the it the fans were not buying yeah. it they were canceling like canceling shows to the next point of like they're like, what are we gonna do now? What's gonna happen? And then what happens? Ace leaves the Ace band. leaves. See, I was amazed that Ace hanged in there as long as he did, because like Ace was the most dysfunctional person in this band, you know. Right, and he just hanged in there. It's like it's two years between. Is it really? Peter Chris Is it that, yeah. in, like uh, uh, Peter Chris left in eighty, and Ace leaves in eighty two. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, Ace hung in there. I think Ace was like didn't know any other better than what to do. He's that gravy train. Yeah, you know, he's he, just making that money. Yeah, yeah. Booze money. But the thing yeah. is, though, Ace said that he was going to freaking kill himself if he was like, oh poor. Like I was watching it today, and it's like, oh you poor guy. Like, but I get it. You keep playing the same songs for like ten years or whatever it is at this point, and you're not even you. You're not you're even this you. character. You're this character. How do you get lost in that shit? He's drunk all the time. Drunk, stoned, just on heroin, on cocaine, on everything. On he he was he took advantage of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But he also took advantage of the mystique of everything. Oh, I can take off this makeup and I can go anywhere and buy drugs and just yeah. like you know yeah. nobody's going to recognize right. me. I can yeah. go be like a slob. I think they all did that though. Like Except, they all enjoyed like having the makeup off and yeah. be able to go to the corner store. But people did know who they were. Like you know I mean like you see, like 
like Gene Simmons dated Sardine Cher at this time. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So you see them walking into the studio 54 and he had the makeup. Everybody knows it's him, but he's not going to like get the, the press, the, the satisfaction, which I love about them, you know, because fuck the press, you know. Well, so when Ace leaves, I mean, like the number of people, well, the Gene Simmons says they considered is like they said that Eddie Van Halen yeah. was going to join that the band. fucking well, awesome. Well, Eddie Van Halen was going to jump ship on Van Halen because he yeah. had enough of Dave Lee Roth and Gene Simmons like you can't leave that band. Right. Like you're going to regret that for the rest of your life. He was honest with them as much as they would love to have in the band. You're going to miss because Van Halen was, was becoming a huge deal at that point. And he's like, you cannot leave this band. I could see Eddie Van Halen's paint on his face. What would he have? The, the, the guitar? The, the guitar, guitar paint. Like yeah. the Frankenstein paint. Yeah, yeah. But it could be black and silver. Yeah. That would be really awesome. So they also talked to Doug Aldrich from uh, Dio and White Snake. Mm-hmm. He said Richie Sambora. And they, no took way. The, they said they talked to Yingy Malstein. Yang Wei Malstein. Yeah, whatever the Who's fuck it is. Yang Wei, Yang Wing. I think he's one of the like Flurgen Blurgen. He's, he's like Swedish. Satriani kind of guy. Yeah, oh, okay. Swedish like guitar kind guy. Of like Yanni, really? A little bit. I didn't yeah. know that about Sam Bohr either. Well, it's also Gene Simmons saying that. So, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. you know. But the Van Halen thing definitely did happen. Yeah. But the guy that they wound up settling on, and we'll end the first half of the show here, was Vinnie Vincent. Yeah. Right? So well, Vinnie, the reason why they had Vinnie Vincent is because he was doing Ace's parts on the albums at that point and he was just the guy that like was more familiar guy kind of brought he was more into... familiar with the band and the guys in the band at that point and he knew the music so it was the logical choice his makeup was really weird yeah, it was yeah. Bad. He, had, like, he had like that cross on his head the, the, onk, the, the Egyptian onk but yeah. it was just like it was fucking, awful. It's a shitty out of the five of them. But I think Paul came up with that too. Like, dude, what you could come up with something way better yeah. than I that, think, dude. I think this is the worst part of the band's history. Yeah. Right yeah. now. But we didn't even talk about the disco song. Yeah. We totally yeah, we, yeah, but that's that's okay. You know, I mean, being dark history, I mean the band's broken up basically. It's just Gene and Paul of the original band left. Everybody jumps ship. Everybody's now they're by themselves. What the hell are they gonna do? And they come up with a disco song. Well, that was before. That was before Peter left the band. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but yeah. still. But yeah. still, it's part. Of, this is like the. That's the, the downward fall. Yeah. Right. Is right. them doing the disco right, song. Let's, have, yeah, let's hear the disco yeah, song. We we we're talking about. Yeah. And anyway, a downward fall. This is a downward. This fall. This was the beginning. I mean, dude, they're jumping a shark. They, they yeah. were. It's not a bad song. It's a bad Kiss song, though. But it's awesome live, though, It is. Dude. Like, Paul, like, flies over the crowd. He has his little ego thing. And we went to go see him, and he flies right over us. And I'm like, yeah. dude, this is this is great. Yeah. You know? He's a great performer. He's He really takes the crowd yeah. in the middle of his hand. But this is, like, marketing at his best. Like, if somebody else did this song... Like it's not a bad song. It's a kiss. It's a kiss song. Let's face it's it. Yeah, it's a kiss song. It's, the bass is driving on it. Is, it, yeah, it is. It is kick ass. Yes, yeah. but you know it's really. Did you? I'm sure we'll talk about the Detroit Rock City movie eventually. But there's a scene in that movie. Did you? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So they made a movie. Came out like in the early thousands. It's hilarious. It's, it's like Dude, you'll it, love it. It's like days confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're like they pick up a hitchhiker and everything like that, and the girls like. 
like it's like oh they call her like what they call her Stella. A, a Stella. A, a she was like a disco, disco queen. Yeah, she was a disco queen. Yeah. And, and she was like, you know what? Disco's so big. I bet Kiss is going to do it. And they're like, no fucking way. They're all no like way, on the way Dan. to Detroit to go see a concert. I have a, I have to get a copy of it for you. You'll laugh your ass off. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of the movie. I've they're never like, seen it. They're like, oh, this is how this is how horror movie starts. They're like, this is also <laughs> how porno starts. Uh, uh, it's so yeah. funny. Maybe we'll just wrap up Vinny Vincent real quick. So, yeah. so he he doesn't he's not with the band very long. They said no. they kicked him his, out because he was like freelancing on stage and playing too many guitar solos. His ego got in the way, and like, dude, he and they even said like he's an amazing guitar player. Well, the thing that they did with Vinny Vincent when he was in the band is they took the makeup off. Yeah, and I think that's where we should come in the next break. Yeah, after the break. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. So why don't we take commercial break? We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the band taking the makeup off, putting the makeup on, going on uh, the, uh, their fifteen <laughs> farewell tours, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll take it from there. We'll be back. Keep on listening. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at Seventeenth and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Chunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can feel overwhelming these days. We're all moving at a million miles an hour and sometimes get so wrapped up in everything and everyone around us that we don't take the time to invest in ourselves. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But the good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And as a special offer to Prisoners of Rock and Roll listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com prisoner. That's BetterHelp.com prisoner. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, everybody, we're back from the commercial break. Thanks so much for sticking with us, man. That was Lick It Up from Kiss. That was from their No Makeup era. One of their bigger songs from the make the No Makeup yeah. era. I, I'm, I'm not in love with this era of Kiss. 
Yeah, it's not but, a. Know, as I was playing, I was like, it's not a bad song. It's just no, not a kiss song. It's, it's not, it, it is a kiss song. It's just a watered down kiss yeah, song. Yeah, it's 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 it cult, I mean, in the cult fashion of kiss, yeah. people love it. They still play like yeah, yeah. With, with, with the makeup on and all that. Now yeah. they don't play the song. Yeah, no. yeah, but it's, it's a, fine. I think it's a. It, the video reminds me of the song. Reminds me of the video more than anything. Sure, it was a post. Apocalyptic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're always doing that shit, like post-apocalyptic world. But I think that, thing. but that's part of like you know, like the world, is, like not the world is ending, but the, like cockroaches and kiss will still be around. Yeah. It's like you know, kind yeah. of thing. Good you, point. You know, yeah, it's just real. It's a real thin sounding. It doesn't have that huge. But kiss so sound. was the eighties. The eighties yeah, yeah, were right, very right. thin sounding. And I think it was all the coke that they were doing. They're rolling with the time. Yeah, yeah. So. but you know what though. One thing that Gene Simmons said about this era of Kiss is like they weren't the leaders anymore. They kind of just fell in to with everybody else because this is like like Rat was out at this point. Yeah, all this, these before, all these like, hair bands crew were coming was still in. coming around. So they just kind of just fell into that. So they weren't leading. They weren't leading the parade anymore. The, yeah. They were just another band. Yeah, they were caught in the middle of all these hair bands and all the spandex and yeah. all it, this thing that and they adapted well to it. They look like linebackers with fucking drag on. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they didn't at that well do it. They yeah. did it. Paul Stanley did, did it well. Yeah, Paul Stanley's, you know, he has that really side to him. But Gene Simmons just the demon, man. Yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. You could put eyeliner on him, you could put spandex on him. You you could do whatever hairstyle him, he is the demon. But he still reminded everybody that he was a demon. He had bases. He still played the axe bass. He still had like he had a bass with the demon doing it. You know, that was later on. It was later on, but I'm saying, but he never dropped that persona yeah. from that. He's still reminding people, I am this person. And Paul said, is like the most person that I felt horrible for was, you know, I'm the voice of Kiss, but Gene's the face of Kiss. He always has yeah. been since the beginning. And you're, he's taking his identity away from him. He felt, and Gene was all on board for it. He's like, let's do it. You know, let's, let's do something different. Well, they kept on doing different and Vinnie Vincent didn't stay very long. No. They they had enough of his bullshit really fast and they aced him out. Yeah, and they booted oh, I see what you just did right there. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, him out. They booted him out they got, they got Bruce Kulick in. No, yeah. they actually get uh, St. John in. Uh, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. There's another guy in between. I'm sorry. Mark um, St. John, that's his name. Mark St. John. He yeah. did a great song on there. Let's hear it. It's called Heaven's on Fire. Still so eighties. It, yeah, it's total hair band. Yeah, all the spandex and all that shit. But you know, it's nope. really funny. Like you listen to some of the lyrics. I was trying to Google today, like twenty of so the worst, awful. the worst lyrics. I was like texting you today. I'm like, hey, if you have a minute, uh, you know, could you try to find like some of the lyrics they were spitting out? Was just like their whole career is just yeah. hilarious. See, this part of Kiss, I think Paul Stanley took the reins of it all. Yeah, like you know, all the songs were Paul. Even yeah, in, okay now. St. John's out. Well, you and, know, so about that, St. John, they really liked having a band. He was a great musician, but like he started get, he had this like problem where his hands started blowing up. This arthritis. Yeah, he had arthritis, arthritis or yeah. something. Yeah, and then like 
the guy, as fast as the guy they got in the band, he was out. Like, before yeah. they even yeah. start touring for this album, I think, he was out of the yeah. band. And before you knew it, um, Bruce Cullick came in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think this is like our entry point kind of into Kiss. Like, yeah, you know, this is when we first start listening to Kiss. Um, when we first start listening to Kiss, we had no idea they wore makeup. I had no idea until maybe like a few years later. Yeah, because um, we were super, we were young. Bruce, Bruce Cullick definitely had a good sound with Kiss. He definitely formed a different sound for Kiss. He was a great fit for them. He, um, used, like we said earlier, like he always had his roots in Kiss. Like his brother did a lot of recordings when Ace was too like messed up to record that day or, or just a no-show. So this guy's been around around this idea of Kiss or the, the franchise of Kiss for a very long time hmm. prior to this. Yeah, so, you know, they put a couple albums out. I think the first Kiss song I ever heard was um, Turn on the Night. And I, dude, I still love this song. Good. Can we play it? Yep. It was more of a stadium rock like, yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. like a, that's what they're trying to accomplish. Some yeah. 80s movie soundtrack yeah. like, but, by some generic band. Yeah. But, but like, there's a part in the song, like I still think about it all the time because I do love the song because this is my entry, or I'm sorry, our entry point in the kiss. He's like, these are my people and this is my crowd. These are crazy nights. Like they're still holding on to that kiss army. Like yeah. we're all rejects, but yeah. we're all in this together we're kind all of together. thing. Yeah. Like what, what, what does he say? He's like, he talks and he, he says like he says some kind of cheesy shit. Yeah, there. but it's great though. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like wow, come on everybody. But, but that's the Paul like, saying, like wow. Yeah, but, you know, like I, I was saying, this version of Kiss is totally like Paul Stanley. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, totally, yeah. it's not bad though. It's not like, bad though, but it's all like I think Paul. Did the best version of hairband that there could have been. Well, yeah. Gene's not a hairband guy. No. And it's also, right, this is when Gene is starting to do a lot of acting, right? Yeah, so he's, he's kind of not, movie. he's not in the, yeah. right? He's, he's kinda, very, he's not really doing much with the band. He's showing up for make albums. Yeah, so he's, he's doing a lot of He's touring, he's touring yeah. and all that. it in, though. Yeah. You know, he's just there. Because at some point, like Paul said to him, like, dude, you you need to refocus here, right? Yeah. And get grounded in what we're trying to do. And he, and he agreed. And like, they brought that in a documentary, and I was watching that. But I love the relationship that they have together. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're brothers. He's like, the way he explained, he's like, you know, Paul's that guy. He's like, hey, you know, your breath really stinks. Maybe you should maybe yeah. you should chew some gum. A lot of people will like you a lot better. And this is like the idea of him just making, it was the 80s. He made that Tom Selleck movie. He made some kind of other movie where he was in drag or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was in that, that Halloween-ish yeah, kind of it, movie. Yeah, I forget what it was called. Yeah, it was but, really bad. But it's just like, you know, I think that Paul Fell is like, 
dude, you're kind of ridiculous right now. Yeah. And what you're doing because he's Hollywood, like he's living in California. Yeah. He's not anything to do with New York. And neither right. is Paul. Like, you know, but they're so glitter. Yeah. They're, they're so far away from rock and roll right now. Yeah. That big, heavy, bluesy, big sound that we heard on the earlier stuff. Yeah. That's all gone. Oh, it's, right? it's all, it's it's all like, shitty. It's 80s. all plastic. Yeah. But it's all about like, you know, what but sounds good today. Rock. Yeah. What's this? Yeah, no, like, it was I still love, rock. Yeah. I love that song. I still, I'll always love that song. Like, turn, like, you know, crazy nights for the rest of my life. I get pumped up. I, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. This is a part of a really sad part of Kiss's history. Yeah. When they are in between making albums, Eric Carr gets cancer, brain cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had heart, heart cancer. cancer. Yeah. He heart has cancer. heart cancer. And then he gets, so the band, yeah, he gets diagnosed with heart cancer. The band replaces them with Eric Singer. And then by mid-91, the band gets asked to do God Gave Rock and Roll to You right. by uh, on the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Journey soundtrack, which is, I, I love that soundtrack, oh, yeah. man. Dude, God, and I didn't realize Great until movie. a few years ago that God Gave Rock and Roll to You is a cover. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was like a standard. It's like a... Yeah, I, and somebody brought to me, I was like, really? Yeah. They're like, dude, you have a Gene Simmons tattoo on your arm, and like you are the number one Kiss fan, and you don't know this? I'm like... It's not no. a Gene song. It's yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Paul song. It's a Paul song. But... But by then, like, Eric Carr is really sick, and he had kind of left the band, and he was like, dude, I, w- I want to be in this video. Yeah, No, he wants to be. He wanted to be on the album. He wanted to be on the album. Or, I'm sorry, on him, the song. They wouldn't let him be on the song they were because like, he was too sick. Yeah, but but right, he right. said, let me be in the video, and he begged them, let them be in the video. And they're like, all right, well, we'll see. And he kept on calling and calling and calling. Yeah. And they're like, all right. He's like, this is my goodbye. But, you know, it wasn't necessarily that they were trying to kick him out of the band. They just wanted him to get well. Right. But, but they did, had to keep the gravy train going. But, right. But, but, but it's important that they were like, no, dude, focus on your yeah. health. Like but Eric Singer played drums on this track. But there's a, a part at the end where it's just acapella and it's Eric and Paul singing it. So Eric did sing like the whole the God gave rock and roll party toward the end of the song before it builds up again. That's Eric Singer singing in there. Yeah. Mm. Can we hear a little bit of God yeah, gave so rock he, and roll? So they let him be in the song and they said by then all of his hair had fallen out. So yeah. he's wearing a wig and he's in the video, right? Playing the drums. And then he, he dies like very shortly afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the same day as Freddie Mercury. Here's a little bit of the song. You remember the video for it? Yeah, they were yeah. showing all the classic Kiss footage stuff. of all the Kiss shit, and for, at that time, you never seen any of that stuff unless you had that, like a video the, cassette, the, the home videos. videos. This and was, was, you know, and this was my entry to Kiss. This was the so, first well, it, song that I heard. Yeah, I was like and saw the whole thing, and but yeah. it was just like you know, it was, it was perfect. Like it's not, per, it's not, per, it's perfect that if Eric Carr was going to do one last thing, that it was this big. It was him saying goodbye. Especially with the video, because they like they were they were shit. Like, his was, ass off. Yeah, let's not forget that Eric did wear wear makeup. At this point, Kiss only had two drummers. They had like th- fucking four guitar players by this point. But they at this point they only had two drummers. You know, you know, right. they got criticized. Kiss got criticized a lot because moving forward so fast without Eric Carr, they, they like I said, they had Eric Singer all ready to go. Yeah, yeah. and right. you know they got criticized. They said that they were. 
like perfect. Uncompa- like, uncompa- no, like, like uncompassionate, uncompassionate, unsensitive. Like it's just not and they cool. get criticized. But a lot you know, for though, that. I I do remember that. But then, like you know, you do the research and you listen to like especially this A and E documentary. Listen to them talk. They're like, well, you know. We're just doing this right now. Like, Eric, you're going to be in the band. Like, Paul Stanley's like, I can't imer- imagine that Eric's not in the car. I'm yeah. sorry, in the band. But we have to do something. We have to keep this train moving. And unfortunately, Eric Hart died. Yeah. Eric Hart died, and now they're, like, searching for a drummer, and they bring Eric Singer in. Now, I think this, Eric, I think they knew that Eric was going to get the job. Eric yeah, Singer was going to get the they job. Brought they brought him in. He's like, a he, great fucking drummer. He was like he was like the session guy, the go-to yeah. guy. He had a few bands that he was in. He was in Badlands. Yeah, he played he, for Alice Cooper. Yeah, but I think this next album, Revenge, is the return of Gene. Yeah, the return of the Demon. Yes, the return of the King. Like I said, everything was Paul before. Yeah, and I think with songs like Domino. And all these other songs. Unholy. Unholy. But I think one of the best songs on there <laughs> is Spit. Yeah, let's hear a little bit of that. All right, here you go. Got no manners and I'm not too clean, but I know what I like. If you know what I mean, what do people say? Well, Mr. Can't you see? It don't mean spit to me. Blood above, one a lot of woman with a lot of love. Well, thin to sin, but it's plain to see. It don't mean spit to me. It's heavy. Dude, you just blew me. I haven't heard that song in 20 years. Yeah, and I remember listen- every single word of it. Yeah. I'm like, how much that song, like I knew that whole yeah, fucking I've been, song. I've been listening to it all week. Yeah. I don't know that song, but I was like, dude, that's way it's different heavy. than but, the shit we just played but you're, the last yeah. four songs. But it's like that, you're a thousand times right, Ryan. This is the re-entry point for when Gene is becoming the demon again. Because that like, that's the closest thing to the was, 70s that he's done. It was the best. Even there's another song on, on there. It's called Domino. Yeah, you got that. Hey, let's play, play that on there. Yeah, sure. You know, this was the response to Nirvana's Soundgarden, mm. Alice in Chains. You know what? They got heavier. Yeah. Kiss got, got heavier. Came, I remember seeing them on Headbangers Ball and be like, oh, Kiss on Headbangers Ball, and they play Unholy. Yeah. That shit was fucking heavy. But, you know, listening to, like, again, I haven't listened to this in a very long time, but now I'm thinking about who are they around this time? The dudes from fucking Anthrax, Dimebag, this, that. I think who who they're were tight with at this time, like Scott Ian and all these guys, they're like, you have to write heavier the songs. The demon has to come, come back. back at out. And I think the those guys has to come back because they're all like super close with a lot of these guys I just mentioned, like Dave Mustaine, like and whatever. I think that kind of had a little bit of influence on. Maybe them. I think maybe the edge of grunge made them yeah. get heavier. Yeah. The guitar like, licks are getting tighter. They yeah, it's like they all wear them black. Yeah, they all you know they. they Gene looks the best that he does in through years, all the years. In all the years, you know, he he actually looks like like a rock star. Yeah, without the makeup. Yeah, the first time, yeah, he, like he looked like a linebacker. Yeah, like a goatee. He had like a goatee and everything. He was a bad. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like 
That that opening man sounded like an ACDC song, or it sounded like a ZZ it's Top a song. Album. Like that. It's a rocking album. I think like, it's one of it's my favorite non makeup Kiss album, the Revenge. But you know what? Also, I love about this album they have a tribute to Eric Carr at the end. This at the end is like a, a long drum solo. The R. Kirk jam. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic, and you hear him talk on it, and you know Eric Carr is just a really happy guy all the time. You know, but it's you know they didn't forget about him on no, this they, album. No, no, they they tribute him. They, you know, this whole album to them. They never forgot him. He's part of the Kiss history, and nobody can ever take that away from him. He's the Fox. Yeah. But now you have this guy, Eric Singer. Now, this guy, he's even till, just a fucking great drummer, man. And to, even till today, this guy carries the flag. If somebody's going to defend Kiss and what they do these days, he's the guy. You're only as good as your drummer. Exactly. And not for nothing, I went and saw Peter Chris within like 2000. I was like, okay, but he plays like an old man. Well, he is. Now, you get Eric Singer in there. Yes. Eric, Eric Singer's probably about 50 something years old but now. He still kills but it. he kills He's a different kind of drummer. He's, if Yes, he's more like Eric. Eric uh, Eric Carr, yeah. Then, then um, Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Peter Chris is like another. That's like that's. I don't even know called classic kiss or whatever. It's but is it completely a same different idea? Kind of different, kiss. different kind of kiss. But the thing is though, like yeah, you know, I think we're going to lead up to like when things get back together with the original guys. But before that happens, they said that Bruce Kulick, he's more of like a Zen kind of guy. He's like, well, you know, I understand, and this is like the direction that well, the band's going in, going into. But Eric Singer. Took that shit so hard because he, like, he... You're talking that, about when they put the makeup back on. I'm trying to get to, like, Eric Singer loved being in this band so much. He always thought he was just a higher gun. He's like, yep, just another gig. But when he had this gig, he felt at home. Yeah, he, I, like, I read that too. Because he was... He was he was like in a band. He was in a band, but he's been in a million bands. But he was like... Yeah, he wasn't just, a session He was, he was a fan. Yeah. He was like, I, could, I can't imagine I'm in Kiss. You know what I mean? It regards what version of it it is. Yeah. And Eric Singer got yo-yoed out of the band like four times, three times, right? So he's in it. I, I wrote it down because I, I made like a little timeline because the shit gets complicated, man. Like who's yeah. in, who's out. Oh, yeah. And in the next 10 years, it gets yeah. really fucking whacked. Singer was in 91 to 96, then 01 to 02, and then 04 to now. So he gets a couple times, man. He gets dumped. And I put in my notes somewhere, like when they get the band back together, like imagine if you're these guys, like you just filled in. He's you're, waiting. Your singer, your Bruce Kulik, like, hey, man, yeah. I'm just some wor- hardworking musician dude, and I finally got a break. And you're like, oh, yeah, man, we're doing really cool shit, but. You gotta go just because the other guy is the iconic guy wore the yeah. makeup. Yeah, well, and we know he's a douchebag, but let's let's talk about how the reunion started. Yeah, um, Kiss was doing their Kiss um, convention. Convention. Yeah, yeah, and you know some of the guys would show up and they would do an acoustic set. So what was the and Kiss convention? The Kiss convention is basically like Comic Con for Kiss fans, like the traveling circus. Yeah, right. But like, the, but the mindset that Gene has, you would have all these like fake Kiss conventions going on and everything like that, and they're like, well, "This is the official." But this is the official one. They brought stuff out of storage and this and that. It's the original costumes. Like if anybody's going to do this, we're going to do it the best. And, they and did. we're if we're going to make if anybody's going to make money on this, we're going to make money on this. So at this point. Um, Peter Chris gives a call up to Gene and says, hey, my daughter knows nothing about the history. Can I bring my daughter down? He's like, of course you can. Bring right. bring your part of this history. Because Gene down. and those guys would do like an acoustic set yeah. at the end, like yeah. it kind of, you know, impromptu but, up on a stage or something. Like so, when I heard that story, when, when um, Peter Chris called him, like all that ego shit is gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like real friendly. Right. And, and Eric Carr is telling the story. He's like, of course you could come down. Eric Singer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. He 
or I'm sorry, Peter Chris. When Peter Chris calls Gene Simmons, he's just like, yeah, of course you down. can come, come yeah. down. This your part. This is yours. You know. So they did that, and they started thinking to themselves, you know, everybody's doing this unplugged thing. Why don't we do a Kiss unplugged? And they did a Kiss unplugged. Either though, they did a bunch of new songs and everything like that. What did they do, Doug? I'm sorry, I pulled. I'm thinking, well, wait, 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 I'm thinking so, about something. So Ace Ace showed up a couple of those Kiss convention songs too, right? Yeah, he, no, like they, to, they, but like eventually, yeah, after the convention, they did the unplug thing, and they said we're getting the band back together for the unplug. Right. So they right. did MTV unplugged, and then Peter and Chris come out they for come, a like, couple of the songs they, for, toward the end of the thing. Yeah, you know, and, and the, the, the audience goes. Bonkers, right? Yeah, Peter Chris knocks the shit out dude, of the P- song. Peter Chris is the MVP of this show, and I think Ryan was asking me, "What do they play? They play nothing. Got nothing to lose. Yeah, Can we play some of that? Yeah, let's go." But for a band that built themselves, like they hide, but not, not hide. No, no, you're right. right. They're, they're behind they hide makeup and the explosions amplifiers and, the, and all that shit. Yeah, right. But you listen to them play. These motherfuckers can play. Right. Yeah, like they, they can play. They got Eric Singer and Eric Carr both playing drums at the same time. And okay, maybe Eric, Eric. Singer. I'm sorry, Eric Singer and Peter Chris are both playing drums at this thing, and Eric Singer is absolutely carrying Peter Chris. Yeah, well, Peter hasn't played drums in a long time, yeah, and Eric but, Singer's a professional drummer. Exactly. But Peter Chris, on that song, he kills it. Yeah, his He's, vocal, the vocal part, he really brings it up. And it's a great vibe. And yeah. you know what? Fucking kisses back, man. Yeah. And then Ace gets up and does a song. He gets up and does the Rolling Stones song, 2000 Men. Yeah. yeah here, let's, let's play, let's play a little bit of that. Dude, comic book guys were losing their fucking minds. Dude, I played that that version of that song in the bar a thousand times, and I've had hardcore Stones fans say to me, who's covering this? I'm like, fucking Kiss. Did they ever it, record that on an album? No. It was just it was something just, live. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, people, every, every, any Stones fan loves that. Yeah. Because Ace is a, he's a mess. Like he has a, right. but he's the it, perfect guy to do it. A Keith Richards song. song, exactly. That's why it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah, I had never even really listened to that whole. MTV. It's great. Even when it's we did great. the MTV Unplugged yeah. episode, I kind of glanced over. I'm Dude, like, oh, okay. no, it's great. But I listened to it doing the research, and I was yeah. like, man, this is pretty rocking. Do yeah. they even do like something off the Elder? We even talk about the Elder. Uh, yeah. yeah, but we they don't do have it, to talk but, about the Elder. But the one song they do play on there is "A World Without Heroes." It's a Gene song, and it's. Fucking beautiful. No, the the elders like the kids el- tried to be rushed. Star Wars, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, really it's, shitty. But that's all. I, I did oh, listen to a little bit of the elder, I, and it's them ripping off Rush. Yeah. yeah, and the Who and all that. Well, in their own way. But 
on that unplugged, they kill it. That song is great. It's, it went yeah. down with one of the best unplugs around. Yeah, yeah. dude. So in the stage it's was most like memorable. Dude, in the stage they brought everything out of the, out out of the attic. They had the the, uh, the rock and roll over circle on the stage. Yeah. on the stage, and then they had like the kiss costumes and in the, the big background. kiss sign. Like, dude, they they, they were back. Any, yeah, they were back. So then, like everybody goes, like the the rumors start, right? Like, yeah. oh my god, they they brought those guys out. What's going to happen next? The phone the, call start, right? The phone call start. We're going to give you money. Got to go on tour again. Like, like I put it, like if you're Bruce or Eric Singer, you got to be like Pissed looking off. over your shoulder, going like, like because yeah. you can't stop it, right? You can't. No, it's inevitable. It's right? coming. You, you sound like an asshole if you go like, dude, don't, don't what the fuck? This is my spot, well, right? Eric, like you're a jerk. Eric. Eric Singer got really pissed. He thought, okay, we did the unplugged thing. They did the reunion thing. Okay, what's the next album we're what, working right. on? Right. Well, they had, right. You know, they when had you guys the album. Leave? Yeah, they had the album. What, what was it called? Carnival uh, of Souls. No, no. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It was Carnival of Souls. And they're like, it was like two weeks right, ready to come out. And they're like, oh, we need to have a meeting. All right, we're going to talk about yeah, going on tour. We're coming on the tour. tour. And it was like, well, we're going to go. We are going to go on tour, but we're going to go on tour with the other guys. Yeah. It's like, and I, I get it, man. I understand. It was the biggest it, thing around. Yeah. Like, it also really sucks for those dude, two guys. Yeah. When they first came back and we were just watching the video when they showed up at the Grammys. Yeah. yeah. They showed up the Grammys uninvited, anything, and they just showed up and they let them in. Not even though they let them in, they put them up on stage with the legendary Tupac. Yeah, let's play yeah. it, man. Let's, let's yeah, play it. You know, yeah. it's, it's really funny. Like they had footage from the AMA of them putting on the makeup for the yeah. first time. They knew the Grammys were that night. Yeah. Then they yeah. had the costumes all made, and they're putting them on yeah. for the first time. And they're gonna be like, "Okay, let's, let's go." Let's hear it, Bruce. Yeah. Here you go. What's up? What's up? California love. How y'all like this uh, Versace hookup? The swap meet was closed, so. You know, I go all out for the Grammys. <laughs> Y'all down with this? We're going to try to liven it up. You know how the Grammys used to be, all straight-looking folks with suits, everybody looking tired, no surprises. We tired of that. We need something different, something new. We need to shock the people. So let's shock the people. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> these my homeboys, <laughs> and I see just about everything now. That was classic, yeah. man. And like every, to be up there with Tupac, is there anything they haven't touched? No. Right. And they're you know? towering over them because they, oh, got, the, yeah, they got the, the boots, boots on. on right? That the... was a huge big deal when they showed up at the Grammys. But, right. but, but, In the outfits, great. right? In the, the outfits, outfit, because nobody knew what was going on except for them. Right. Nobody knew what was going on. So they just show up. Like I remember, I don't think I was watching the Grammys, but I, like I'm the biggest Kiss fan in the world at this point, and I think my head like shot off. Everybody did. It was like holy shit. And yeah. then the rumors start. Like yeah. they're gonna fucking play a tour. Right. They're then coming. They, then they do the they do a, a press conference on the Intrepid on an aircraft yeah. carrier. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, like, and Conan O'Brien and Conan yeah. O'Brien introduces it. Yeah. And it like they're back, right? Yeah, and they, they play go on MTV tour. awards, and they put a huge concert on the Brooklyn Bridge. That was yeah. a huge deal. And then they were like, you know, because you know, after they they fired their original or got away from their original manager, they said there's only one guy that can handle this because Gene and Paul handled all the business parts from yeah, this. Yeah, this is a good. And point. they hired the one guy, and who's the one guy? Doc Tommy. McGee. Doc McGee, the biggest manager in the eighties. He managed Motley Crue and Bon Jovi. I don't think Bon Jovi would have. The success huge, if it wasn't for Doc, Doc McGee. No, Doc so, was the man. Who are we going to get? 
Doc McGee. The biggest manager in rock and roll. Absolutely. But they also get Tommy Thayer to be their, their road manager. Yes. yes. Right? And yeah, yeah. So, like, he's important, too. Tommy's yeah, very important. Story, yeah. yeah. But, and, like, that's the thing with Kiss, though. Like, you talk about, like, with Singer and Tommy. Like, I didn't even, until I saw this documentary, I didn't know that Tommy was around this, this long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so well, thinking, who, well, who is Tommy, guys? We're talking about so, Tommy. Maybe nobody knows about yeah, him. Yeah, so Tommy Thayer becomes like he's there. Um, he, he, I think he was hanging around during the convention stuff, and he yeah. was coordinating some of the shows. And he, he becomes, ran the convention. They yeah, hired him to yeah, run yeah, the convention. Yeah. He's this huge Kiss fanatic. Yeah, yeah. he was and, a big fan. Yeah. He's a big fan, but he's just also this huge respected musician. Exactly. He's a guitar player. Yeah, he was like in a hair band and Gene knew his band. So Gene's like like that. He holds on to his people. He likes you. He's going to hang on to you and give you something to do. Like, okay, well, what are you doing for a job? Nothing. Okay, well, you're going to do this now. And he becomes a um, he becomes a road manager, yeah. right? And Doc McGee is kind of putting the bigger picture together yeah, yeah. to bring him back. And Tommy's kind of the Nuts and bolts kind of kind of guy. Tommy had to teach Ace and Peter to be back in the band. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. You know, yeah, like that's a very he good had point. to teach. Like, nope, you no. Know, Ace got pissed off. He's like, I wrote the fucking song. He's like, Yeah, but Ace on alive. You did this note, not this note, and the fans are going to be pissed off. That yeah, you don't yeah. Play so it's it. a good point, man. So when they when they bring those guys back, first of all, Gene and Paul are like, This is our band now, right? So, like that's a that's a really good point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And and they were like, Here's the deal. This is not a four-way split anymore. No. It is the two of us. We've been here the whole time. We've been we carrying this flag. flag. Yeah. We've been carrying this flag right. for 15, 15 right. years and at this like, point. And they're like, you're going to do it on our terms. Here's your salary you're going to make. You do not make decisions anymore. Yeah. And you're not going to be... You're not going to be doing drugs and being knuckleheads. Yeah. Like, here's a code of conduct you have to adhere to. And they're like, yeah, boss, we and got all, it. And guess what? You're going to get rich again. Right. And you're going to make stupid, stupid money. money. Yeah. And it's like, sounds good. Well, sign me up. Right. And, not, it what, and it worked. For, and it for worked for a while. Right. And we for went a while. To, we went to that first reunion yeah. tour. And yeah. it was huge, man. Yeah. Right. They had yeah, these they huge were, fucking dolls in the fucking parking yeah. lot. It was yeah. everything that Kiss was supposed to be. Right. They brought it back. Yeah. They were they were the like spaceballs. We're not doing it for money. We're doing they it for a shitload, shitload of money. money. But the thing is, though, you know, when they were originally going to start this tour, they're like, you know, Doc's like, okay, we got to put some shows together. Let's get some shows, and they're like, well, let's just see how this goes. We're going to put you in some theaters. So like theaters. Yeah, we're not. We don't do theaters. Right. We're, we're going to play Tiger Stadium. We're going to play Tiger Stadium. It's like, well, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So we might as well go all in. Sold out in forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. forty thousand tickets in forty five minutes. But but Tommy, you're right. So then Ace and those guys, like Ace and Peter, don't remember all their parts. Yeah. And Tommy it took was, a lot of work to get those guys yeah. teaching them. And and Ace. Ace and Didn't Peter. Like Peter that. was like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm the captain." Right. But it, you don't have to tell me how to. Be but at the band. same time, like even up to the curtain call, they're like, "Man, I don't know if this is going to work. These guys are really out of shape, and not yeah. out of shape, but like out of shape musician wise. Right. We don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off." And well, it, you no, know, and they did. They do. They pull it off yeah. for a couple years. Yeah, you know, they put Psycho Circus out. But you know you what? Know? I, you know what I didn't know about Circus Circus. So this is like when shit starts getting bad with the money and everything like that. Peter Chris, they're like. Okay, we're gonna go to the album. We're like, well, well, me and Gene are gonna go into the album, and yeah. you guys are not playing on the album. Yeah. You can your we're, name could be on the album, but your you face, don't, your the character that we now own, yeah. your likeness that we now own, the Catman and Ace and Space Ace. Oh, that's going to be the character's going to be on it, but you're not playing a lick. Yeah. We're, we're bringing this guy in the place. Yeah. We don't trust you. Exactly. Yeah. We don't trust you. You're not reliable, especially Ace is getting like back in his old ways. Peter's acting like a jerk off again. I mean, the song Psycho Circus is good, but the rest of the album sucks. Yeah, I don't remember much from it. I know I It was a it. 3D. It was all in 3D, yeah. like the concert. They would get yeah. out 3D glasses, yeah. and the back screen was like, you know, 
3D. It was like, you know, it yeah, was awesome. I definitely went to go see it. I definitely went to go see it. Yeah. Uh, the four guys are only, they're only on one song that all four of them are on because yeah. it's all studio guys and yeah. all this other shit. And they, they get a little bit more butt hurt. Yeah. And at some point, like, Ace and Peter are talking and they start talking about money, right? Yeah. And, and they're like, all right, now we did what you want us to do. Now we want to. Th- all, we want an equal part right. of everything. Well, they, right. They start talking, and they're like, well, we want to renegotiate our deal. We want to be equal parts, and there's already that. And then, I guess at some point, Ace and Peter are having a beer or something, and mm-hmm. Peter goes like, hey, man, how much are you getting paid per gig? Yeah. And and it comes out that Peter's getting 10 grand more a show. Or uh, Ace, or is, get, Ace, Ace is, getting, is getting 10 grand more. Yeah. And Peter loses his shit. Loses dude, his shit. I, first of all, not playing on the album, and now you find out, you're it's like, dude, it's, it's it's you feel on un, you feel yeah. unworthy or not yeah. unworthy you not, just feel unappreciative yeah, yeah. Well, and I get it but it, he yeah they gave, he, they they gave them reason after reason after reason why yeah. they did what they did yeah but it's also like you're still gonna make like okay you're making fifty grand a show instead yeah. of sixty grand or whatever yeah like, but you know what pride's a motherfucker I'm yeah. sure and you have I, all the money you've been doing this for three years at this point I get it man you know I I totally get it but it's also like you can't get wrapped up on what somebody else does in their career because it has no bearing on you. But right? the, you're on your own track. The, he's just but, a piece. He's just a cog in the wheel, man. Right. But like, Peter, Peter was like just so going against everything. He's like, I'm the cat man. I'm the one who does the drum solo and rock and roll all night. You can't replace <laughs> so, me. Yeah, you can. And what do they do after he left? What do they do? They get Eric Singer and they put the makeup on Eric Singer. Right. Well, Peter goes nuts on the sta- on. A show yeah. in South Carolina. He like he finds out this shit. Yeah, he and then it's the shows that yeah. he trashes his dumb his drum kit and he throws one of the. I just uh, watched. I'm amazed he didn't fall off that riser. Yeah, when he, was he doing throws that. one of them and he almost hits Paul with one of the drums yeah. and like Paul's looking over his shoulders like, like what, what the, the hell is going on? And, but, he, and he never played again. But the thing is that they they were set up to play in uh, Australia. They said a couple a few weeks Australia and Japan. And he's like. You're gonna make a million dollars in three weeks. Yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't care. It's yeah. like, all right, we'll put the put the uh, makeup on Eric and get him out here. Right. Yeah. Eric's just waiting. They're like, yeah, Eric's he's in a bullpen. Right. He's right. in a bullpen. Right. Yeah, he's right. waiting for you to quit so he can come back and put the makeup on. Right. And the same with Ace. And they're probably calling him like, Eddie, get dude, ready, get, get ready. ready, get ready. This is gonna happen. Are you it, ready? You still know the songs. And the same with Ace, man. Like if you watch that documentary, there's a couple things. Like Tommy was. Uh, like Tommy was always like uh, holding the camera, and he would walk yeah, in the locker like, room, the and away from yeah, me. yeah, he'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. You're not in the band." You could, you yeah, could yeah. see it. The animosity, yeah. yeah. And they said at one point, like Ace was being Ace, and he was like really hammered, and he was going to miss a flight. And they were like, "Dude, like Tommy, there's the suit. Go put, put it, it on." on. And, they, and it was it, made. It was made for him, just yeah. in case. It's just yeah. in case, you know, because they knew it was inevitable. But it was like really funny. Like you hear Ace tell that story. He's like, "Well, you know, well, I missed my flight, and then the the cab or the the." limo driver this that he's like yeah did you believe that story i could i could yeah. i could sell you the brooklyn bridge yeah but and, then and he, and he said he's walked in and he saw him in the outfit yeah, and he's he was like, like hey what tommy the fuck are you doing no, no no he just said hey tommy and he kept on walking uh, well what he, the thing was you know after that happened ace said it he's like i don't give a fuck what you guys do put tommy in the makeup yeah and that's what exactly well, what they yeah. did and it's not a documentary too that there's a moment where ace just cold cocked him is there? Yeah. Who, they Tommy? Said, yeah, he? they said that. I missed um, that part. Like, uh, they had a rule, no girlfriends in the locker room. Or, like, when they were getting there, putting their makeup on. Yeah, yeah. They've always 
They it was always. I don't think we said it. it was always. I agree with that. They put their on their own makeup. They I never had makeup people. Yeah, yeah. And it was like no wives, no girlfriends. Yeah. At some point, Ace had a a girl, his girlfriend or his wife or something. And Tommy was in there with his camera and was like, "Hey, Ace, you know better." And he was like, "You're not even in a band." Is that what it was? And that, that it was escalated, about? and Ace just got yeah. up and cold really? him. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he was sober enough to do I'm it. I'm surprised it wasn't in the documentary. I never. Yeah. Heard, I didn't like, hear that. That's a. That's pretty sad. Yeah. He's just, they, like he, it was classic Ace. Ace was like on more substances again, and he was right. drinking and just being Ace. And it kind of like so his contract kind of ran out, right? Mm-hmm. And then they just said like, "We're not going to renew your contract." It's like, like he didn't quit, they didn't can, and they're just kind of like, "Yeah, dude, See you later. like enough, right?" But I love, but I love the fact that they had Tom, they had a, they had a costume waiting for because they knew, they, right? they I knew he was gonna. But they did it just in case to cover their asses. He's like, "Well, you they know, knew." Yeah. They knew that Ace wouldn't be able. They probably said, "You know, Ace is going to make like six parts of the show, and he's going to miss the rest of them. He's right. not for it. He's he wasn't into it. He just the no, old Ace un- came unreliable. back. Yeah. The old Ace came back. And there's been some other like right. There's been some odds and ends where like Ace and Peter have kind of hopped in and done yeah. a couple one offs, and and then they leave and other kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, I'm not. They that always up do on it. My, they always do like stuff. meet and greets kind of thing. Yeah, together like. Yeah, you know, get up crazy on stage, yeah. do yeah. a couple songs. And- yeah, yeah, that's great. It's great for the fans. But the thing with the A and A documentary, Ace and Peter had nothing to do with yeah. it. They didn't appear in it. There was a, tons of interviews over yeah, the years, old old, old interviews. interviews and-, and I thought that documentary was awesome. But the thing is, though, Gene and Paul showed their flaws, and it, and I admire that. Yeah, they, Gene they, was they like, definitely showed their flaws. Gene was like, "I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not this. I'm that. I'm power hungry." Yeah, you know what? That's a we didn't say that. Gene said he's never been drunk or high in his entire life. Sure. He's, been saying, it, he's like, been saying it forever. But it's like, that's... I believe like, it. He got, like, he, in that he got off another way. In, he's an egomaniac. I believe he is. It. He's an he enormous is. egomaniac. Yes. But it's interesting that like he never fell into that temptation of... I mean, he women and ego and money. Well, and, women was enough for him. Sure. Yeah. Women sure. and money. He wanted to... Re- yeah. Greed. Women and money. money. That's, yeah. All that yeah. he, that's all he cared about was money and pussy. <laughs> he sounds like a like a hip hop artist back in the nineties. Right, Gene was the original he's, gangster. He's hanging out with Tupac. Yeah, right. man. But it's like you know Gene Simmons. Like going back to the Greek, like his um his logo, his signature now is just a money bag with his S with the two dot like the dollar sign S. That's, That's how so. it was when we were kids, though. But uh, I think yeah, yeah, my autograph has. Well, I have yeah, to, I have I've had it. conversations with like Nick Clark about yeah, yeah. how. That autograph I have has the money sign on really? it. Really? Oh, absolutely. But I, I love, like, he knows who he is. He doesn't hide it, you yeah. know? Yeah. His, it was in that documentary. They they asked him about all this stuff. And he's like, I didn't make anybody buy anything. No. Right? Yeah. He's like, I just produce products for, you know, a good company will make products that people want. Dude, Dude. I, I wonder if they had any stock in Spencer. Because remember Spencer back the in the days? Used to have Dude, like, half well, the thing was Kiss stuff. Let's talk about their merchandise. Yes. All right. Yeah, dude. So, uh, so I did a little. I, that's the one part of this I did a little bit of like down the rabbit hole r- merchandise. So the brand. So I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier my full time job. I'm I'm in marketing, and I I'm find it interesting what brands are. The Kiss brand is worth over a billion dollars. Sure, of course it is. So they have over three thousand products that they put their name to, and uh, from Kiss condoms to Kiss coffins. Yes, we we'll got you, you coming, coming and going. <laughs> They've earned more money from the merch than any other band ever, ever in yeah. history. And it was like in the analogy I thought was like um, 
Star Wars. Sure. Like Star Wars, George Lucas wasn't making a lot of money at the movie, and he was like, all right, give I give over the, the merchandising rights. Yeah, because he you know, and just sold it. the shit out of it. And it become, you know. I thought that Steven Spielberg, I thought that George Lucas saw the Kiss fucking shit and was like, yo, I can make a billion dollars. See, I was just going to say that, like, the timeline. So Kiss is already going on by the time Star Wars comes out. So that comes out about at 77. So Kiss, the Kiss Nation thing's happening hardcore. And here I am going to make this space movie that's going to be just equally watched by the same fucking people. So let me follow that. Right. Do so, you think that's what happened? Yeah, Do you could, think that yeah, was sure. influential? Yeah, I would have no like, doubt like that they got the idea. Balls. Merchandise, yeah. merchandise, yeah. merchandise. So they, they actually have a comic or a coffee table book called the hottest brand in the land. Really? That just shows all of, and the comic, the, the, the book is like a hundred dollars. Really? It's a big, it's expensive. Yeah. But it's a big I, coffee of I all their stuff. She won on eBay. That's and, something I would want. That's cool. Yeah. And Gene Simmons has, they said like everything, everything. everything they've ever made he has in his house. So I made a little bit of a list. Doug, you tell me which wait, one of these. Wait, you, wait, okay, you know, it's really funny. Gene Simmons, I just heard this. So there's some kind of like kiss, um, miniature golf thing out in Vegas. I forget what part of that, like which hotel or casinos in. So I just found out last week that Gene Simmons is moving his whole room, his office basically, that has every piece of Kiss merchandise into it, into a museum in Vegas. That'd be fucking awesome. Where people can go and go see it. That's great. I found an article too about like a dude in Switzerland that has over 13,000 Kiss stuff in his house. Believe it or not, dude, I I, want to hear this list, but I didn't own a lot of Kiss stuff. Like in the 90s, I remember like a girlfriend got me like slippers where I wish I still had. They They were were awesome. And like- you know, I think in the basement here at my dad's house that we record the show in, I, I'm sure there's like like stuff from Psycho Circus down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's right. a, there's a lot of Kiss stuff in Doug's I, history. I, I know that my I, kept, I know I kept. my cassette tapes are still here somewhere. I kept everything. Yeah, right. good. I don't have all three thousand, but I've got some interesting shit. You tell me if you got any of this comics. Not the original. Not the original. I went to Comic Con a few years ago that Gene like before Gene shows up at it, and it was only a hundred dollars, and I'm like. I should buy that. I Dude, should buy they that. They put their own blood in the yeah. ink. That's the that's, that's great. a great point. That yeah, they did that. Yeah. I remember you guys mentioned that in another another episode too. Action figures. I was in the bar. I saw you guys had the, the Funko yeah guys yeah, over but the bar. The dolls though, they were worth a lot of money one time. Like Billy had them at one time, and I was like, oh, sell them to me. He's like, well, they're not all together. They're kind of. Dirty. He eventually sold them, but yeah, they were a big, set. They're a big deal. They're, if they're in mint, a they're a big deal. Kiss condoms. No. I never use yeah. condoms. <laughs> the Kiss cologne, Kiss shampoo, or Kiss body wash. Is that that smell? Was he? Was it smelling? Was it smell like demons balls? <laughs> Kiss casket? Not yet. Not yet. They you can get a pet cremation cremation urn. Nice. Uh, Kiss toilet paper. No. Kiss to- uh, lottery tickets. Kiss. What do you win? I don't know. I seen. It's, I seen Kiss. Um. Casino. Uh, I seen like that. Yeah. Slot machines. Slot machines. Kiss yeah. slot machines. You ever had Kiss crunch cereal? Miss that one. Have you ever had Kiss beer? We no. had Kiss soda. Yeah, yeah no, okay. I did. I got a couple. I got some Nick Clark okay. some, and I got some. For, it's in my house. Do yeah. you have a Kiss Snuggie? What? Sure, why not? A snuggie, a snuggie. Well, like it's like a, a blanket, blanket with, with sleeves. Like the sleeves in it. Nice. Have you ever had Kiss Super Spicy Chili Tomato Meat Buns? Nice. No. Issued in support of the Hotter Than Hell album. Nice. Uh, Kiss Air Guitar Strings. Nice. Yeah, I've seen them at one time. Now that them, yeah, is brilliant. brilliant. Kiss, That's Gene all like, the way. Who's buy this shit? That's Gene all, <laughs> all the way, dude. The Kiss credit card, uh, Kiss Zippo lighters. The Kiss I, pin- think I, I think I had a Zippo lighter. The Kiss pinball machine is awesome. Now, yeah. we, saw that, my, we saw that at the museum. At the, yeah, the, pin- uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But there was one in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when yeah. we and Ryan went. They had they had always have a moving exhibit, and they had pinball machines. 
and they had a working kiss pinball machine. Yeah. And you had to buy like tokens and slugs. I kept a few of them, but I sat there for like 10 minutes. I was like, I couldn't believe it. One day I will own a kiss pinball machine. It would be really cool. Yeah, right on. But I wish I, I, I need a house put big enough to put it in. Board games. Yeah, I, I think I did. Trading cards. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I, I, in the 70s. We, definitely. I, I think Ryan might have them. Like, I we don't ever, have them. Yeah, they're somewhere. They're, they're somewhere. Like, we, we had them when we were kids, and we found them, like, when we started getting into Kiss. And um, they're from the 70s. The Kiss Radio. That no, was, that was, yeah, Dave Grohl was, Dave like, Grohl was talking about yeah. that, that. Somebody yeah, gave I would him love one. To have that. Yeah. Uh, there was Kiss Record Player. Uh, the Kiss Toy Instruments. So you get a little toy guitar Guitars, and a cool. little toy bass. Cool. And then if you go to South Carolina, there's a Kiss Coffee House you can go to. Very I was, cool. I was just there last week. Does it? Do you know what part of South Carolina? You don't have to look I, it up. I, I can find out. Yeah. Because next, I'll be going probably in July. If it's near where I'm going, then I'm definitely going. It's in Myrtle Beach, and okay, it yeah, the Kiss Cafe. Okay. Uh, John's Island, South Carolina. And then, yeah, that's it. And if you want more, you can join the KISS Army by signing up on their website. It's only a $7 fee and $50 a year. It's not bad. I never was a member of the KISS Army. I don't think I ever was at one time. I, would, I don't think so. But I, I don't think so either. But I, I would love the patch. I would lo- I put it on a hoodie in a second. And um, yeah, I'm amazed. Yeah. I was never part of the KISS Army. Yeah, well... The whole time you've been talking, you get your sleeves rolled up, and I could see you got your Gene Simmons tattoo on your arm. See, so. I, like, you know... When I was a kid, like, you know, I, I I always said, like, you know, the demon was, like, my spirit animal growing up. Like, Gene Simmons is the reason why I picked up the bass. I'll be honest. Like, it really is. Like, when I first heard it, like, like the 70s kiss, like, it blew me away. So, I was made for loving you bass track. Yeah. Yeah, that made, was the shit. Yeah. No, I don't think it was that one. I think it was Cold Gin. And, okay. you know, I got this tattoo. I got this in my apartment when I lived on top of the bar. My Our buddy did tattoo. So... I was like, I'm getting this. And of course, I was a little inebriated, whatever. And a few, like, I don't know, like a few years ago, I said to Ryan, I'm like, dude, I'm going to get this removed, you know, whatever. He's like, what? Dude, that's the best fucking punk rock tattoo that you have. You can't yeah. get rid of that. And yeah. I've always like, I like that. Yeah, the smudginess of it is what makes it yeah. more yeah. kick ass. Yeah. 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 I think that's Kiss Boys. All right, man. That's, we talked for two hours and 10 minutes, man. Yeah. This is going to be one of and our we just longer rambled. ones. Yeah, the, yeah, we didn't take a lot of, lot of downtime yeah, either, thought, man. It's going to be thought, over two hours. I thought any Kiss fan would enjoy this. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't know anything about Kiss, maybe you learned something. Yeah, yeah go, maybe you'll like it. Seriously, go watch that A&E documentary, Man History. It's two parts. It's on uh, A&E, you know, on demand. I watched it on Amazon Prime. It was like 99 cents an episode. It's just no, you know, really cool, man. I, I love watching music documentaries. Yeah, yeah they really have a good. great story. But I I am so happy that you changed your mind about this band. You know what, man? I was thinking. I was thinking about me telling you that, I, and I was know, like, I, I uh, was when I was walking down here. I was like, because you know, you are very open minded. You're more open minded than I am. Like we did the Bowie episode. I'm like, nope, still not a fan. But at least, like you, you can like see what we see. You're it, you have a bigger open mind than, than I do. Well, yeah. you know what, dude? Some of that early shit, man. I was like, dude, I could see myself sitting by my fire pit in my backyard with my rate. You know, I love sitting out with a fire and a beer and some music up really loud. Yeah, yeah. Off oh, my yeah. neighbors. And I'm like, some of that early stuff, that real dirty bluesy shit. Yeah, I was like, dude, I I could I would really get into that. And it's fun. Yeah, you know, it's their music is fun. Right, it's not. It's not. It's not serious. serious. Right, no. it's it's fun. Everything about it is fun. Dude, Ryan yeah. made this this uh, playlist, and I'm looking through it and listening to. It. I'm like, who? Oh, we're definitely going to be listening to this on the beach this summer. Yeah, yeah. we a- listen to a lot of Kiss on the. Yeah. A lot of alive on the, uh, on the yeah. beach. Right I on. mean, one of the things I love the most about doing the show is all the cool shit that I learned. And it yeah. was also something that I, you know, I just had a preconceived notion about that I think I just kind of 
yeah. picked up in high school and it was like, ha, 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 they've sucked, but they've sucked for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully and, the... the the idea of Kiss, you know, they said they're they're not gonna they're not gonna tour anymore. Or this that you know, COVID was a motherfucker, and a lot of shit got canceled, and they're kind of running their shows. But I'm telling you, if they if they ever decide to make this tour a little bit longer, and they come back to Philly, I'm buying you boys all right. tickets, and we're well, all going. So they they had the Kiss uh, cruise that got delayed. Yeah, they announced today that they're adding another Kiss cruise show, but the show will happen before. The mm-hmm. one that was already on the books because right. they were like, because those people signed up for the, the last, last kiss, kiss. Yeah, yeah. So this will be like the, the, the second last. Yeah. Right. This is the goodbye night of the farewell tour. I hear they're really fun. Like, I'm not into cruises. I don't think I'll ever go in, regardless of what it is. It seems awesome. Any yeah. rock and roll cruise would Sebastian be fun. Sebastian Bach plays it. Any rock and roll cruise to me would be fun yeah. to see all these old bands. It would be awesome. Yeah. Rock and roll, baby. All right. Let's move on to visiting hours. Visiting Hours is an occasional segment on Prisoners of Rock and Roll, where we have a guest join us for a few minutes to talk about music. And tonight, we're really excited to have our friend, musician, and fellow podcaster, Bert Lepore, with us. Bert is also the lead singer for Monte Carlo, and is one of the hosts of the Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes podcast. Bert, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, Bert? Yo. What do you say, Bert, my man? <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for hopping on with us. I know you uh, you had Ryan on your show a couple weeks ago, so we we had to return the favor and have you join us a little bit. I appreciate. It. I'm a fan. The show's great. Your your guys' show's great. Oh, thank you. Prisoners of rock and roll. The logo looks great. The audio sounds great. Bruce's fucking voice is perfect for all the mm-hmm. overlays. The professor. He's the oh, professor. He's great. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Ryan. Yeah, yeah I enjoy your podcast because it's informative. You know, it's very informative. You get some facts. It's like easy. It's like an easy listen, you know? Thank you. Tell us a little bit about Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. Like, what do you guys cover? How often do you guys put a show out? We're Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. And we um, we pretty much put a show out every week. We try to release pretty much every week, I would say. We're on our, like, 75th episode, I think, got released today. Yeah, so uh, it's me, Damian Monte Carlo, and Angry Mike D. So, uh, angry Mike D. Angry Mike D. Yeah, he's uh he's kind of like the the opposite guy, so it works. Like you know, he hates everything, <laughs> you know. So or he'll come up with something obscure, but that's Mike, you know. And yeah, it's a good totally. it's a good chill, you know. Having a show with three people can be tough, right? Because you make sure you're not talking over each other, and it's it's good in that there's always somebody that has something to say, but it can also you get a lot of opinions and all that kind of stuff, and you guys put it on YouTube too. So like, I mean, with us, we have times where we just say time out and we just talk through something and then we just cut it out and keep going. Yeah. yeah well, we, uh, we don't do it live. We haven't done a live one yet. So we, I do some editing, but uh, I try not to edit too much so we can keep the personalities in there sometimes. So, you know, the hardest part would happen, you know, more than two guys on is like you said, you got to get used to the rhythm of each other. Like it took me a while to get used to like, say Mike's rhythm, Mike was Mike would be like, eh, and then go into something. And I'm already bang moving on. That's just my speed, you know. So I'm, you know, trying to keep it going along, kind of deal. But um, once we get used to each other's rhythm, it, it's not so bad. I think you now we're we're in it long enough where we're kind of feeling that we're there's still some talking over, but that's that's just natural, you know. It's a great show. I I watch every week. I tell you that all, every you. time I see you, thank I'm gonna you, watch the you. new episode tomorrow, the WrestleMania episode. Yeah, you guys cover everything though, like a little bit of everything, like yeah, rock and try. roll wrestling food it's great it's all the dumb shit i love <laughs> <laughs> no it is good how you guys switch up everything you know what i mean like it's it's super cool like 
you know, like our show, we just do like music, but you guys cover like a little bit of everything in like pop culture from like everything from like movies to wrestling to food, like, like everything you just said. Yeah. It's creative. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we definitely yeah. out of all the shows you've done, if there was like one, so if somebody wants to go like, oh, I'm gonna go check these guys out. What's the one episode you'd be like, go listen to this? One of the recent ones we did with um Steve, Steve Desco, who uh, is a singer for he does the uh, the Ozland uh, the Land of Oz, he does, and he does um live ultimate D uh, live ultimate evil, which is a deal tribute. He does the Dio thing and he does uh, the Sabbath thing, and he's great. I mean yeah, he's Pop. he's a very entertaining guy. He's great. And he he's is, funny. I would love to go see him in concert. He looks like he puts a good show on. Oh, he puts on a great show. So that's one of my favorite episodes just because he was so fucking funny. He was so man. animated, you know? Oh, yeah. So he was a good time. I mean, I I even watched that episode a couple of times just because I was pissing myself. I was like, it's the yeah. funny thing ever. That's awesome. Yeah. Does he hit the D.O. notes? Does he got the... Yeah, he wow. does rainbow stuff, the Dio stuff. The, he does this this with Dio, and then the Aussie stuff is almost perfect. It's it's fucking ridiculous how good it is. Awesome. Do you use any of the music from Monte Carlo in your show? Uh, I guess funny you said that. The last episode that I just put out today, uh, right before we introduce our guest, uh, you hear the beginning of uh, Hannah, which is one of our songs, and the tag at the end. Within the last probably six months, the tag at the end of the video is uh, a piece of the song Animal. Do you get into shit having to prove that you actually own that music? Like, does it get yeah. flagged on the like, YouTube and stuff? Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. We, we tried putting a couple. We put a couple episodes on YouTube and every clip we had was getting flagged. And then you could fill out the little form like we're talking about music. You know, it's commentary. It normally gets by. But at some point it was like. All right, we're playing thirty clips in ep- a show. It's just that it wasn't worth the time anymore. Yeah, yeah, we tried to do that where we interject some music because it looks so much better and sounds so much better when you could put clips of, yeah, I guess, other people's music in yeah. it as you're talking about them. And it looks, I mean, I would edit something. I'm like, wow, this looks fucking kind of pro. And then I would get hit with the YouTube thing. And then I got to the point, we're not making no fucking money anyway. Fuck it until we make money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you don't want to, you don't want to get sued. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're not big enough that uh, Mick Jagger's going to come looking for us, but yeah. yeah. Were they going to take my $200 guitar? You know, the one thing, the one thing that I love what you guys do at Monte Carlo is the videos you make. Like you make your own music videos. I don't think that oh. any other guy have seen it. But they're really fucking well done, man. I don't know about your dancing, Bert, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah. But um, dude, it's so. Who's doing that for you guys? Okay, we have uh, Zachy Black did the animal video, and he just did the Super Double Fine video. Um, great. I mean, his stuff always looks good. He's he's a rock guy. He's an artist. He's got bands. You know, he's got a band that he does also, so he knows where we're kind of coming from. And um, and then right now I'm actually doing now a video for Silver Ghost, and that's what I'm doing myself. We just shot some footage yesterday. I'm going to try and do it myself and get Zach for like the bigger song. So we're trying to put out a bunch of videos so people have some visual. And um, once you know, I'll put in some of mine, which will be you know I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just taking a shot, and then Zach will be the ones that we're trying to really push. It's great. I, I you know, it's it's a new format that you know it's so available for us now. It's it's yeah. great. Yeah, I want to try and use it as much as much as everything that you probably could. Like we put out we put out super double fine maybe seven months ago, the single, 
And the plan was we had the video shot since November. The plan was let this ride out. We'll put out the next single. And then in a couple months, we'll put out the video for Super Double Fine. So we get more shelf life out of it. And then oh, the record awesome. will be out in April and that'll get more shelf life, hopefully. You know? No, for real. You have some gates coming up. I know that with Monte Carlo. Yeah. There's uh there's two in June that I can't really say yet because it's not announced yet. And then I have one in July. That is at a festival. It's the Masquerade Ball or Masquerade Festival, something like that. That's going to be at the arena, 2300 Arena. That's going to be a three-day thing, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's some nationals playing it. We're going to play. We're playing the pre-party the first night. We just got on. Yeah, I'm definitely making it that night. I'm definitely going to be there. (laughs) Your last, uh, I was watching your last video this afternoon, and it's got like a, I don't know, like a Godsmack kind of sound, like the, the crunchy kind of guitar. I was like, I was really digging it. Cool, cool. Good stuff, man. We love asking uh, everybody that we have on the show talk too to talk a little bit about like some concert memories. What was the first show you went to? My first ever concert was Duran Duran Sin Ragatour. All right, My first concert. Oh. That's well, accept- cool. that's acceptable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's waiting for new kids on the block or something. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. Ryan's first show. That's why. What can I he- say? Wow, was it? Well, no, it's actually the Monkees, but you know. That was he, that was my first show. You get a pass on the monkeys. The monkeys are all right. Yeah, it was great. Cool. It was the reunion tour. It was they were on syndication all the time. It was awesome. <laughs> the three of us all go to a ton of concerts. Do you have one that was just like, God damn, that was just amazing? It uh, my, blew your my, doors off. My probably my craziest memory was, um, and I've mentioned this before in our show too, was um, Monsters of Rock with. Um, Van Halen. Van Halen, Scorpions, yeah. Dokken, Kingdom Come, and Metallica. And it was Metallica right before Injustice came out. So, nice. you know, they were still trading and they were known, but they weren't, they weren't, you know, um, I guess commercially known, but it was when Metallica went on, it was sick. It was the craziest. Was that, thing. Was that JFK? Yes. Was that JFK? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. that happening, but we were too young to go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was 16, 17, maybe. I don't know what year. Yeah, that I'm was. a few years younger than you. So I remember that I remember on the news there was like a they made the news seem like there was like a riot that broke out <laughs> on the street of Broad Street. I was like, wow, these metal bands got danger. Yeah, dude, it was it was me, Dave Trinary, Frank Steinmiller. There was a shitload of us, Richie Troyla. There was a bunch of us that went to that show. And we slept out for, you know, like old school, slept out for tickets mm-hmm. months before, you know, and then all it was all day. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't want to hear music for a week after that. I was so burnt. It was <laughs> like it was crazy, yeah. but it was yeah, you had it like insane. You had like docking on that tour. Yeah, you had you had Metallica. You had what was the, what was the Scorpions on that tour? Yeah. No. No. Come opened up. Right. OK, so they, they got they, they got heckled because. The Metallica guys. Metallica went on second, which is crazy. It, the place blew up. I mean, it was the first time I was in a mosh pit and all that stuff. It was Dave was like, "Hold on, hold on." It was like a sea of people just swinging. It was, it was. We never experienced that before. It was the craziest thing ever. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, kids today definitely uh, don't know how good they have it. They don't have to go sleep in a parking lot outside of <laughs> yeah. Boscovs to go. Get that it. shit was fun to go get tickets. Huh. That shit it was, an was event. fun. Stay out all night and make new friends. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've got. I'm like, oh, my back, my back would hurt, and like, you know, <laughs> now I like sitting at my computer, just hitting F five every five seconds, and then getting pissed off when I get locked out <laughs> in two minutes. But get master. <laughs> 
do you have a you got tickets for any shows coming up? Is there anything you're looking forward to? Like I I can't wait for the Motley Crue show to come. I've had tickets for two years for that show now. You know what's crazy? I had tickets for it and then I got rid of them. Uh, uh, good for you. I would too, Bert. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of them. Good I was, for you. I was like saying, here's the thing, because I was a huge Motley fan too. So uh, and I'm you know, every band that's playing I like, but I was like, okay, so we got tickets and um I usually go with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law spoils a little bit because we'll get a box seat, which is fucking great. You know, that's like the ultimate. Uh, so we didn't get box seats. We had like regular tickets. And I'm like, okay, so we got these regular tickets. They canceled. We're like, all right, fuck, we'll just take a couple hundred back. You know, I'm like, fuck, it's a score. You know, I get money back. So um, then they said they were going to redo it. And then we were thinking, we we're like, man, it's going to be fucking hot. And we're like, yeah, you know what? Nah, <laughs> we just passed <laughs> Right. I bought the cheapest ticket that I could find. It was like forty five hours in the blue, uh, the nosebleeds, and I'm going by myself. Yeah, but I figured I'm just going to go sit in Bruce's section and hang out <laughs> with him and his family. Well, forty five dollars, and probably after all the bullshit they put on, it'll be like an eighty dollar ticket. You know? Oh, oh, right. that's yeah. what it was. Oh, sure. absolutely, Praise. that's what it was. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're sitting down like the Diamond Club behind first base, so you <laughs> might get the uh, the wood shampoo from the ushers. You try to sneak down, but I don't know, man. Maybe you'll get it on your good looks. I'll. <laughs> I mean, I always got to scan for something. Bert, man, people want to check out mixtapes and tasty cakes. Where can they find you? We're on uh, YouTube. You can find the video version on YouTube, and then the audio <clears throat> is on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. All, you know, all that stuff. Right on. And what about uh, Monte Carlo? They want to check out some rock and roll. Uh, you can find Monte Carlo find on Spotify. Uh, same thing. All the same places. YouTube. We usually put up the Monte Carlo stuff and the mixtapes and tasty cakes. We put under Dan Burt Entertainment on YouTube just so everything's under one umbrella. So we're not spread thin. We sure. Figure, you know, we might you might double up, might get a hit on one, might look at the other. You know, so we're, we're trying to think as smart as we could with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, there'll be a link to in our show notes, maybe to the YouTube or Spotify so people can check out your stuff, too. So. Cool. Any other parting thoughts? Any comments, guys? Doug, Ryan? No, Bert. Like I said, me and Doug had a show at McCusker's the other night, and I played the Monte Carlo in between sets, and it was like on this big PA and shit. You should have heard it. It was monster. (laughs) It was really a great I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. No, man. Really, people dug it, dude. Cool. Cool. Right on. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for checking us out. Make sure, guys, our listeners, go check out Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. Go check out Monte Carlo. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bert. Good seeing you, man. Take care. Uh, Take care, Bert. See you, dude. Bye-bye. Second thoughts. All right. I have two things on second thoughts. First is Lance Legault. So I did a little bit more research on Lance Legault. He was the guy playing tambourine on the Elvis special. And we also found that he was uh, Colonel Decker in the A-Team. So I I pulled up his biography. So he was also... Elvis's stunt double in Viva Las Vegas. Love it. And some other movies. He was in the movie The Gambler with Kenny Rogers. Nice. He also, dude, he was in every 80s TV show. So here's a quick list. He was in Knight Rider, Airwolf, Murder, She Wrote, Buck Rogers, TJ Hooker, MacGyver, Sledgehammer, Simon Sledgehammer. and Simon, and Dow. Sledgehammer was a fucking Oh, my God. Show. He was like on, on like... That like was great. 17. Huge, yeah. Like it wasn't even like three, six, or yeah. ten. Huge gun he had with yeah, the yeah, 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 on it. Yeah. Talk to the guy. I forgot yeah. about that show. That was um, awesome. He was in the movie Stripes. Who was, was he in Stripes? He Leslie. was one of the hard ass military guys. Okay. Right on. And right then on. he also, for a long time, and he when you would take a 
guided toward Graceland, he was the voice. Oh, like, well, oh really? The, like in the cassette tapes yeah. back like in the eighties. Okay. He would be he oh, would be the, the one guy. that narrated it. So yeah. really close he ties. Must have been really friendly he's a big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. All right. And then the the second part is our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame votes. So in episode 36, we came up with a list of 10 artists who have been snubbed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we asked all of you to vote on them. And it's been a couple episodes. So the 10 artists were the Dave Matthews Band, Dick Dale, the Funk Brothers, Iron Maiden, Motley Crue, Motorhead, Oasis, Ozzy, the Pixies, and Thin Lizzy. After the Prisoners of Rock and Roll technical team calculated all the votes, the three winners were Ozzy, Motley Crue, and Iron Maiden. You said Ozzy was like a landslide. Really? Ozzy had more than twice as many. I think it said like 65% of everybody who voted voted for Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy should definitely be in the rock and roll. It was a landslide. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll. I'll print that up. We'll make a little infographic out of it. We'll put it on our social media and shit cool, like that. Man, very so. cool. Thanks, everybody. For yeah, going. man. It was, it was cool, man. Yeah, how, was many people, yeah. how many people nominated for it? Yeah. So Yeah, it was fun. Music news. The only story I got music news was uh, Taylor Hawkins, so uh-huh. the drummer for the Foo Fighters, Can- died in a hotel room in Columbia where the band was scheduled to appear at the Picnic Stereo Festival. Uh, Colombian officials haven't said that he overdosed, but... They found like ten substances in yeah. his body, and you know we we actually just did a spot on uh, another podcast called the Itch Rock Podcast out of St. Louis. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. It's like really sad, man. Like just yeah. he's yeah. it's unbelievable. It's another rock and roll tragedy. Yeah, live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse. Yeah, you know, like what can you say? Like I think he's one of the most influential drummers in the last twenty yeah. years. Like he he was rock and roll. Like you know what I mean? Not for nothing, he was a great rock star. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he definitely was. He lived, breathed rock and roll. He was a music encyclopedia. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, he was great. The first time I seen him play with Alanis Morissette was amazing. Yeah. Like, I was like, who's this guy? He's it, on another level. Yeah. And you're right, man. Like, and uh, I think I said this in the other thing we did, but like, the amount of people that, like, issued statements about him, it was like just all over everybody, everybody. Them, right? It everybody. was like Fogarty and Miley Paul Cyrus Stanley. and Paul Stanley, right? Yeah. It was like... All these guys came right, out right. to talk about him. Right. All new John, people, like, cont- like yeah. older classic yeah. rock people. Seemed like he touched a lot of people. Seemed like just looked, they all looked up to him. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a major tragedy. And then, you know, like... Ryan wasn't really surprised by it. But I wasn't. I, I was. He no, 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 overdosed, not by his, he overdosed not, a bunch of times. Not by his death, but the Foo Fighters canceled their whole tour. I think the yeah. Foo Fighters are going to call it quits. They can. Yes, they can. I think they they've. Can. I think they've overstayed their welcome anyway. Wow, they could, man. I, yeah. I don't know. I you said that when we did uh, that other spot a couple of days ago, and it was before they canceled their the rest of the tour. I don't know, man. I Taylor Hawkins my, is a huge personality. He's a huge part of that band. Yeah. Dave Grohl might have just had enough of the tragedy, and I don't know. Well, I he'll I guess do, we'll he'll see. do something else. In, I say he's, yeah, a, yeah, he's our version of Eric Clapton, meaning that he'll be in a rock and roll he'll fame do three something times. Else. He'll do something else. Yeah. yeah. But I really think the Foo Fighters I, are done, guys. I really hope not. I've enjoyed their music. But Taylor had a lot to do with their development of their it songs. It won't be the and, same. Yeah. It won't yeah. be the same. Unless Dave plays the drums on the, the albums. Yeah. Taylor Hawkins is a way better drummer than Dave Grohl will ever be. You heard it here for first, kids. That's a bold statement, my man. He's uh, a no, I'm way better drummer I'm not saying you're wrong. Roll. You're a drummer. I'm not. Holy so. shit. He blows Dave Roll out of the water. Okay. All right. 
Uh, time for the electric chair. The electric chair is a time where I'm so excited for this. This yes. is a, where we kill a song for being terrible. And we decided that in light of talking about Kiss and the bands of makeup, we're going to kill a song from the Insane Clown Posse. I have no idea how we've gotten almost 40 episodes. How did we not we haven't, kill this guy We did talk about him at Christmas. Right? I'm amazed that Gene Simmons never sued these guys because they use black and white makeup. I don't even know. This is a song that's got 26 I, million songs. 26 million hits. Yeah. I, I don't know. Turn it up. Turn it up. But I talk with no one and I walk alone and I avoid sunlight with a chalky tone. I get home and don't say hi. It ain't no one there. I don't care. I walk in and go right up the stairs. To I, I don't know. I just know they fucking suck. Yeah. Their fans are kind of clowns. They're the juggalos. The thing that I respect about the Insane Clown Posse is their following. Yeah. They have a cult following and it's... It's compared to the fish following and kiss and the kiss following. It's they compared to their faces. It, well, it's compared to the following that fish has. Yeah. They follow them everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Everything like that. Oh, really? Yes. I know they. Have I a, read a Rolling Stone magazine when they compared each other. Really? Yeah. I know that they have a big uh, like hoot nanny every year. It's a community. Yeah. Just like fish does. Yeah. It's community. But they they have these juggalos and people go out in public every day with their juggalo. They're proud. Yeah. But their proud. music suck. Like they suck. Yeah, but yeah, they have. A we following. did. We did talk about them in the Christmas episode. We played uh, Santa's big fat bitch. Or That's funny shit. Awesome. That All was right. really funny. Get him the fuck off my shit show. Bag of the week. We didn't really have shit bag of the week. We didn't. They could be shit bags of the week too because their music just sucks. Yeah. But and it, I have a little diagram in front of me of what button yeah, to hit, and I still mess yeah. it up. We sentence you to death. Sound like shitty white Busta rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> right Busta, on, Busta right on. Waste of time. What a waste it, waste it, waste it. Yeah, it was no good. So, all right, well, that's it for episode 38, man. This was a long one. This is going to be a fun, fun man. man. It was like, dude, we all like had a great time doing we this came out. We came out the gate hot, man. It, yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. And I love how we came out with Eric, Eric Carr first. We're like, Eric Carr's like, yeah. that's yeah. great. Yeah, we, we just kind of threw the uh, outline right off the stage. Yeah. It just, like, just came out the gate yeah. just talking about it. No, it was really, it was yeah, cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was really excited to do this one. Yeah. yeah. Right on. I think yeah. we one more. Yeah. Um, so, dude, thank you so much, man, for spending the last two and a half, three hours with us uh, talking music. Man, if you love it, uh, tell someone about us. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to hear more Kiss, we were only playing 30 seconds because we don't want to get sued by Gene Simmons. <laughs> you know, he, he could always use more money. We put together a playlist for every episode, man, the stuff that we were playing. We put it on our social media, and it's in our show notes. You can also check out the show notes for links to our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Our website is prisonersofrockandroll.com and our email is prisonersofrockandroll at gmail.com. We'll be back in two weeks. I think we're going to be talking about the history of Sub Pop Records and the influence they had on the grunge scene. So we will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep on rocking. Peace out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.